Oh, right, y'all. We made it cross country in Florida today. And uh, this event is great. I want to shout out again to my friends, uh, the, the Warners. And this, let me hold that up for you to see where we are. The Wellness, Weiner Wellness, Warner, I can't read it backwards. Warner Wellness and Health and Freedom Summit and Expo in Orlando. Uh, the next, uh, well, today, sat, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So come on down to the Hyatt Regency International Drive in Orlando. We'll see you here. If not, the world will see us because the Robert Scott Bell Show is about to begin. And as always, our Thursdays, whenever it's possible, and more often than not, it is, thank God, Jonathan E. Moore joins me for, for the Sacred Fire of Liberty Hour. And then we have all kinds of special guests, hoping to hear from, and likely will, Joe Messino and Jamie Dorley from our friends at Nutritional Frontiers, who have been such great supporters of health, freedom, and the education on all of the things we find important to empower you to get well and stay well. Now, the guy that's defending that, yeah, that's Emord. He's coming up in just a moment. So stand by. Tell your friends. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on. It's live. RobertScottBell.com slash listen. Let's see what chat room. And let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Yes, we're back and live and out in the world. Getting out there into these these amazing events that occur from time to time that I encourage everybody, uh, whenever you can, uh, please, please join me at these events. There's so many great people that you connect with. You get to know. You can you could spend the time to ask questions, to learn from one another, attend lectures, yes, but interact and try things. And of course, uh, you can see behind me, my friends, Sovereign Silver, Sovereign Copper, and Argentin 23 are here, and we are pouring shots all weekend long right here in Orlando, Florida, at the Hyatt Regency uh, International Drive. I, I seem to have lost my producer, Super Don, and Jonathan Emord. And uh, anyway, we're... We're here until they show back up, until I get word from from, <laughs> from them. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to show you what's going on. What do you mean you've lost? I can't see you, you guys, is my point. You're here? We're here. You not hiding. Here. We're here. Good. Thank We're goodness, here. because I don't see you or Jonathan, and so it gives me great comfort <laughs> to know that you're both still here. <laughs> well, and, okay, so can can, you see, can you see him on the screen? You can see him on the I screen. I can, right. yes. Thank All you. Right. Well, there you Jonathan. go. There's proof. There's proof. He's so here. the only thing that would make this better is if Jonathan Emord were here with me at this event. But of course, he's, you know, with me at the Health Freedom Expos. We've got the virtual one coming up in February. We've got lots of cool stuff. But shout out to Terry and Stu Warner. They're doctors of chiropractic and they uh, they love bringing people together. And they've got tracks on autism, tracks for chiropractors, tracks for nurses and health freedom. And these are the people that understand it's more than just about one profession. It's about bringing everybody together, finding out what you're good at and sharing that. And, you know, that this is how we get well and stay well. Now, I wish there were people who understood this within the political realm, Jonathan. You know, we talk about what's happening in the House of Representatives and the, the votes uh, going on for Speaker of the House. And I, I don't know what your perspective is on this. I'm kind of encouraged even though I know to some degree you're like, I wish the Republicans could get their act together. But I, I like principled stands. If they are negotiating about very important things, I don't know all the details here. So I would ask you, Jonathan, if you've got a perspective on what's happening in the House of Representatives, if we crank up the next edition of the Sacred Fire of Liberty. Well, 
I wish I did, Robert. I have no inside track into what's happening, except to say that it appears, and this is based on publicly available information, it appears as though uh, people with ideological principles are strongly interested in preventing a uh, rhino from being the Speaker of the House. They want the Freedom Caucus is energized and is really adamant about ensuring that someone other than McCarthy uh, be speaker. And in particular, they're looking for someone like Jim Jordan or another yeah. person who's an activist. Uh, the time they're reflecting, I think, uh, an aspect of the popular will, and this I think will become more and more apparent that people don't want to elect people who are going to sit uh, on their back ends and who are not going to act to save this country. The time is long over for people yeah. to assume elective office on the Republican side and be rhinos or be indistinguishable from their opponents. The time has come for action, common sense, solutions to problems, and it requires a willingness to dedicate your time, your energy, your resources to ensure that a legislative agenda is passed not just a series of hearings. People want action. The time for gabbing is over. The time for yeah. movement in the direction of solutions is here. And I think that's what is happening. I think you've got uh, a significant minority of Republicans who do not want to see the leadership be dominated by individuals who are more akin to uh, the McConnell faction of rhinos yeah. in the Senate, who will just sit there and compromise with disastrous legislation and with a an agenda that's ruinous to the country. Jonathan, when I witness what I have seen from a distance, they say it's unprecedented, you know, the vote for a House Speaker. And of course, on the body politic side, it's the Dems going, look, the, the Republicans are in disarray. But I see kind of like what you're intimating, that you have some principled people that have been elected as Republicans that are willing to stand up against the establishment wing of the party that has basically gone along to get along. That's kind of Democrat light in a sense. I mean, there are right. distinctions, there are differences, but in many ways we've seen, as we talk about the growth of the uh, bureaucratic state under both sides of the political party's control. And there are folks there that I see a growing increment, if you will. And this is what I hope and pray that one day we'll be able to announce officially that you'll be a declared candidate for the United States Senate in Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine. No, we're not there yet. But the, because I do see when they say this has never happened before, that's interesting to me. That says there is a sea change that is measurable, that's visible and not uh, another what we say a, a artificial show. Right. Because a lot of this is they do this for show and they slap each other's behind behind the scenes as they pretend to be different. These guys are saying, no, we've had enough of you. You've done things that we don't agree with, and I don't think that you're the right guy to, to be speaker. Yeah, so you've got an interesting criticism being leveled against McCarthy, which is that he lacks sincerity, that he he's a person who is not dedicated to these principles. That's the argument that's being raised. The argument is that, look, you can be bought. I mean, that's what Jim Jordan's essentially saying. He's saying, look, uh, your, your, your politics are for sale, man. And you are a person who is not going to stand up for principle. We've got to get work done. And we need, we, we need at least the speaker of the house on the Republican side to, to have our back and to stand up for us and to not buckle under when the heat is applied from the left. And, 
that's a good argument. I mean, these are serious issues. And so it takes uh, 25 votes to get somebody who will stand up for principle. I'd wait 25 votes to get someone who stand up for principle. Now, in the end, I don't know what's going to happen. No one does. I suspect that compromises, it's the nature of the legislature, are going to happen. I just hope that the principled stand that is being taken by some members bears yeah. fruit in a solid commitment to ensure that those principles are defended and there is no abandonment of them. I like the idea that if 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 the speaker, one of, one of the proposals was if the speaker uh, failed to um, comply with this commitment that they could eject him summarily. And that's a nice, that's a nice option. I, I think it's yeah. of course something that uh, I'm sure McCarthy would only take if you, if he, if he has no other alternative to get to the position he wants, but yeah, and it's like the eighth or maybe the ninth vote at this point. I mean, maybe they have to realize that they're not going to get these folks. I don't know how far it goes here, but I am by what I see people that are just in for a brand as opposed to a principle. They're like arguing that, oh, just cave, you, you, you silly Republican, stubborn people. I'm like, no, they're stubborn because the principles of liberty have been abandoned and they're trying to regain them and restore, a, a, you know, let's say a hold on uh, you know, the concept, concept of a limited of the, government. Of the two, you've got courage on the side of breaking with the mold, breaking the mold, and you have embarrassment on the side of McCarthy, right? Hmm. I mean, I think that there would be a way to pledge your support for McCarthy and get uh, the minority to go along with them. But now that it's down the road, so many votes, I think probably it's a getting near that point where even McCarthy will have to recognize he needs to step aside, but you never know. Ego, ego springs eternal, Robert. Right. Yeah. That's true. And I know as we talked and we will be talking more about your potential run, you, you've got the exploratory committee. I know you so well. This is not about you or your ego when you're talking about the potential to run. It's to correct what's wrong. And it's based on and rooted in foundational principles upon which you know we discuss each week together and even when you're not here to try to bring that out, that there's a way forward. And that, fo that way forward is engaging in freedom once again, recognizing the brilliance that can come through, the wisdom that can come through only in freedom, not in tyranny, not in restriction, not in collectivism and socialism and communism and things like that. Uh, so uh, if we have a group of people that happen to be Republicans, I, I don't care what they call themselves, but the reality is we want to see people that are actually meaning what they say rather than just doing rhetoric and then getting in and doing the same thing that's always been done. I, I don't think that's too much to ask for, although for many years, they've been getting away with it. Now something's changed or something is changing and we're witnessing it in real time. You know, it's, it's almost as if, you know, we're, we're sort of uh, like the little people on, on uh, in Whoville and Horton, here's a who uh, the Susical, uh, that we're these yeah. little people in a, in an environment that's plummeting to its demise unless someone does something to save it. And that's the real situation. So I don't understand people who don't see this as the 11th hour, as the fire in your house, as the dire situation that it actually is. I mean, everything that has made America the greatest nation on earth is at stake here. 
And so the future of your children, their freedom, their health, their their ability to prosper, your own uh, circumstances, which most parents would gladly, uh, uh, you know, sacrifice themselves for their children. But just think about your children. I mean, do you want your children to live in a society in which the government controls their every move, in which they don't have freedom to use their talents to become the best they can be, in which schools are uh, serving the mediocre level and taking excellence out and destroying meritocracy? I mean, this is all part of really a communist agenda that is now uh, a, a very strong minority is asserting and attempting to force down the throats of every American, whether they realize it or not. And um, so I have great sympathy with the Freedom Caucus, of course, because I have uh, the same view that we are really in an 11th hour situation. We have to do what is necessary to save our country. And that's will that's worth the individual sacrifice. We, we have to love our country more than ourselves. And this is the trying time. This is the time when you are asked to sacrifice for your nation. And really, it is um, something that if we don't do, we don't rise to the occasion, we will lose it. I'm, I'm sure of that. So we have to rise. Yeah. And I would rather save the country before the agony that people suffer is greater than it is right now. But we're going to have at least another two years of disastrous policies and inflation and crime and uh, insecurity and and bizarre uh, control over our children in the public schools where parents' rights are violated and where these movements to transition children who are incapable of making those kinds of decisions and destroying their innocence and all of this insanity. This has to stop. If we're going to save our country, we have to save our kids. We have to ensure that their future is bright. We have to open up the marketplace, ensure that there's the opportunity and ensure that uh, that people realize the consequences of big government, that when you take over the marketplace, government being a parasite, what you end up with is just the parasite. In other words, anything that moves is taxed. Anything that moves that's productive is absorbed. We can't we can't live that, under that circumstances. Jonathan, you mentioned children again, and, and I think about that. My kids, you know, growing up 23, 17, you got kids growing up and you know, what have we, we taught them or attempted to teach them? Uh, pretty much different than what's being taught in government indoctrination centers, and including one particular article you wrote about Thomas Jefferson High School, of all the names, uh, where they are doing away with uh, merit-based, uh, uh, let's say, accomplishments, acknowledging that when you excel or exceed, and you, you, know, you would be acknowledged and rewarded for the efforts and the abilities um, rather than that, it's sort of like the participation trophies that we've seen rise up in, in sporting events as kids. We don't want to we don't want to teach kids that some are, are better than others in certain fields. Right. But we're all unique and different in, in, in God's eyes and our creation. And that should be celebrated. Those distinctions and differences, not uh, drummed down to the lowest common denominator into a communistic, uh, you know, worldview that they're teaching these kids. Yes. Isn't it shocking? It should be to everybody that one of the nation's leading uh, high schools for science and technology, specialized magnet school for science and technology, recognized uh, really internationally as one of the finest institutions for teaching 
very bright children, uh, science and technology, getting them way ahead for college and making the leaders in science and technology in the, in, in, in the world is right here in Virginia and the Fairfax County public school system is destroying it because they are eliminating meritocracy from the schools. They're creating an environment where merit is not only not uh, celebrated, but that is actually punished. I mean, here they had kids who had won uh, the, the top scores in the National Merit Scholarship Competition, the Merit Competition, and they had been given their, their awards to the school from the, from the testing center and the school withheld the awards and then unceremoniously dropped them off on the kids' desks after the early admissions applications were due at the university. So they were denied the privilege and, and really a necessity for scholarships of presenting that information in a timely manner to the schools. What, what is that? What is that teaching kids? Brutality is that. Here you have exceptional students. I mean, look, education in America. If we're going to survive competitively in the world, we have to have a meritocracy operating in education. We have to have the best and the brightest coming out of our schools with full academic recognition and encouragement. We we will never be able to sustain. Uh, economic growth and have the, 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 the brilliance necessary to be outstanding in the world if we're destroying the institutions that we have that have proven themselves capable of doing that. And they're being destroyed from the inside out. Mm -hmm. They're being destroyed by those with a, a Marxist orientation who want to take down the marketplace and who view their role as elevating people based on immutable characteristics of race or the trans agenda and taking kids who are achievers and giving them no recognition and dissuading them, actually, actually giving them no incentive. And that's what's happening. It's, it's yeah. shocking. It's appalling. And it's all based on this equity agenda, this idea that communism ought to reign everywhere. The idea that giving someone credit, for academic achievement is somehow racist, uh, is somehow uh, against the welfare of everyone, that instead you need to focus on bringing down what is above to a common level and then ensuring that everyone finds that acceptable by requiring them to treat others equally who do not have equal talent. It's it, so violative. Of the human spirit and our reason for being and that which, uh, you know, these gifts of, of creation itself. It's anti-education. It's not education. If you have education, you must have academic excellence complemented. Otherwise, you can't distinguish those who do well from those who do poorly, obviously. So if you don't celebrate academic excellence and you don't encourage it and instead you encourage mediocrity, by refusing to recognize excellence, and you celebrate uh, pigment and gender, and everything that is academically a failure is excused if you have the right race or the right gender, what do you have? You have a social experiment in redistribution of resources to achieve 
a communist outcome. Equality yeah. of outcome is what they shoot for at the lowest common denominator. It's really repulsive. It's very damaging, and it's happening all over the country. But this Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology is an example of a gem that has been turned into a meadow muffin. Yeah, because of the equity agenda, which is a code word for communism, and you're setting these kids up for worse than failure, but that they should accept their role as slaves and worker bees at best. Uh, as you can see, we're joined by my good friend, brother from another mother, Seth Quinto, from the family of natural immunogenics, where we all know and love the Sovereign Silver, the Argentin 23, the Sovereign Copper now, and so many wonderful products. And uh, Jonathan, you know them well. You've worked with them for many years, and they so love you. And uh, Seth is here with us, wants to say hi as well at the event. Well, I, I, I love them too. So it's a, it's a mutual love fest, Robert. Absolutely. We love you, gentlemen. Thank you so much for everything, and I want to wish you a happy new year. We're so honored to count you as a great friend, a colleague, a protector. Lord, protector. You're amazing. <laughs> well, I, I'm so appreciative. I've had the privilege of representing natural immunogenics for so many years now, Robert, and I have mm -hmm. to tell you, uh, and I mean this very sincerely, that they're a group of people who are actually motivated by principles and yes. that to the uh, they sacrifice personally they have sacrificed enormously to pursue principles i can't get into the details because they're privileged but i can tell you this that scarce few people in the united states uh would have invested the kind of resources they have to stand up for what was right against something that was horribly wrong and that if it wasn't arrested could have caused major, major damage beyond the major damage that was caused before uh, people had the sad uh, uh, experience on the other side of bumping into the Quintos. They would not stand for it. These people are great people. The Quintos are people of principle, and it's an honor to be affiliated with them, and it's a great honor to represent them. Yeah. I wanted to so say, mutual. and I know there are there are things that are privileges in these legal uh, relationships, but to your point, to elaborate, knowing what I know of it, you have the ability with somebody uh, who's pretty tyrannical and uses the courts to to achieve, uh, I would say, a nefarious end. Companies are always sh shaken down, especially in the dietary supplement natural product realm. I know I've been in it for so long, and they all they're doing is sort of like trying to make a little more and maybe do a bigger dent to get them the freedom to know about natural substances, the freedom to access them, et cetera. And when confronted by these things, many companies just say, just pay them off. And of course that encourages them to do even more horrible things on that, on that side. And to your point, to the credit of the Quinto family and natural immunogenics, they said, ah, uh, we must stand for what is right. And you're right. They sacrificed a lot that they could have just taken and pocketed. And they said, no, no, we're going to, we're going to fight this good fight. And they had you in the, in their, uh, in their corner, helping them to succeed and doing that. And, and I'm grateful for all of you for standing for freedom. And some of these stories may never be fully told, but I'm glad that you also acknowledge what I've seen from my perspective as well, Jonathan. Well, I have to say uh, that one of the real uh, pleasures of representing someone who believes in principles is that when you yourself are a very principled person, uh, you don't have many arguments. You see eye to eye, and, and it's not a situation that is 
really kind of pedestrian in many instances where people are so concerned about the bottom line that they are willing to cross the moral or ethical line. And as you know, Robert, from our relationship for, gee, 20 years or so, um, neither one of us is willing to sit there in the final days of our lives and confront our maker and have to explain ourselves to the extent that we somehow try to uh, give give uh, an explanation for bad behavior like that. It's just not worth it. We have a short life. You want to live an exemplary life if you can. And all of us uh, fall down. Uh, but the real thing is, you know, uh, redemption and, and, and coming back around and ensuring that you do the right thing. And I think by struggling to do the right thing all the time, um, people uh, are, are best put at looking at their final days on this planet and saying, you know what, I might not have been the greatest person on the, in, in, on the earth. I might not have been uh, the best singer or the best performer or the best at, at, at anything. But I can say confidently that I die with a good integrity. I die with integrity and I die knowing that I have done the right thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's, I like, we live in a society I gave, I gave of moral relativism. I give it my all. Yeah. Yeah. I like you what you said, all. Jonathan, about the excuses. I just imagine what John, your maker at the end of your days and, and trying to make excuses to that which, knows everything right. and all of that. And you're like, well, but, but, and you're like, no, that right. doesn't well, fly. Here. Here. Right. Why? The reality is it's, it's, it's apparent, right? At that time. So yeah. better not to go there. If you can avoid bad uh, behavior, please. And if you've committed some act that is deserving of repentance and asking forgiveness for others, by goodness, by, by all means, you know, take care of those things. And um, it's so much easier in life to do that. We're all imperfect. We all commit uh, sin. It's impossible for us not to. We're frail human beings. But um, if you have a good heart and you have good intentions and you try to take care of those errors that you make in your life, it's so much easier than to harbor this hostility. You know, we live in an age of moral relativism where people uh, tend to prefer to give explanations and excuses for bad behavior than to just fess up and ask forgiveness and move on. Amen. Yeah. The, the dam's breaking, Jonathan. Tomorrow is SC case number 22-380, speaking of which. Do you know about this case? What's it called? Brunson v. Adams 8L. Have you seen that, Jonathan? No, I haven't seen it. No, we'll have to send him that so he can look at that. Because I know there's so many controversies about court cases that do or don't go to the Supreme Court. This is uh, accepted by the Supreme Court to be heard tomorrow. Yeah, that's interesting. And then we, of course, have state-level action, like in Florida, where I am today, mm -hmm. uh, where DeSantis set up a grand jury and paneled a grand jury to look at the deceptive practices and any fraud that was engaged in via Merck or any of the makers of these COVID jabs and or collusion with uh, federal authorities. And also we must thank Surgeon General Ladapo. Yeah, I got him coming on the show soon. He's exceptional. He's coming yeah, on the show I, soon. The dam's breaking everywhere. I'm so honored. We are so honored to share all of this time experience with you folks. It's uh, the greatest honor and all in, you know, in honor of dad's legacy. And dad loved you too, Jonathan. Yes. Well, I, I have to tell you, um, that that's the sad part of the year uh, that just passed. Yep. And, uh, mm -hmm. 
you know, it's it's one of those things. I lost my parents. I love them dearly. And uh, that happened many years ago. But when you lose people of great integrity, who you have admired your whole life, who you know deeply and 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 trust implicitly, um, these are these are you know rare breeds. And so when they've affected so many people's lives in a positive way, when they've worked diligently to invent things that have altered humanity in a profound way, that that's really the Quinto's father. That's the legacy he left, and that's the legacy that they, through their actions, continue. Um, you know, to this day. So it's, uh, it's, it's sad, uh, but uh, by the same token, you know, their legacy lives on, his legacy lives on through his children and through yeah. these brothers who are just phenomenal. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Uh, I, I want to talk about the regulatory state a little bit with you again, Jonathan, as we like to visit from time to time, unfortunately, until you get into the U.S. Senate and dismantle it. <laughs> but until then, we're dealing with the what I call the Fear and Death Administration, or FDA, and they're now threatening to somehow regulate CBD. And, you know, this is the controversy that leads to a solution outside of a federal solution. This article, FDA may, re may regulate CBD within months. Now, uh, we've seen that the 10th Amendment has worked profoundly well with the uh, state-level activity in action on the use of a plant known as cannabis and hemp, et cetera, and the various ways that it can be utilized. And rather than waiting for the federal government to act and do what we believe is the right thing, because they don't have the authority to do some of the things or a lot that they're doing, um, the people in the state said, you know what, we're going to go our own way. We have the authority to do it at that level. And now, years later, after... I think that this this market is approaching five billion dollars now annually, which is still small compared to big pharma, but significant. They That's now right. are going to somehow put the CBD genie back in the bottle. Could you see a way they could do that? Well, the FDA is so corrupt and they're so under the control of the pharmaceutical industry that when you see something rising like this industry has in, in uh, skyrocketing, uh, $5 billion industry and their actual pharma pharmacological benefits that come from CBD that are unique. And uh, really, uh, many of these uh, pain relieving properties are uh, without side effects uh, that are demonstrable or significant of any kind. And so you've got a real threat to analgesics, to a whole bunch of categories of drugs that the drug industry has a very strong interest in protecting. So it's not, you know, I, I said years ago when they asked me about the condition of CBD, I said that the genie was out of the bottle, but that sooner or later they would find a way to regulate this industry. And it would be in a way that would benefit the drug industry. It would provide some sort of a licensing or, or other kind of restriction. And what I think they'll do is sort of uh, ease their way into this market and end up with a circumstance in which uh, they make it more difficult to market. So you'll have a stratification of the marketplace with those that are favored, those are that are disfavored, and that will be followed by consolidation activity in the market, which the federal government will help encourage. In the end, I think what you'll see are consolidated entities that will, that will uh, consolidate entities that will end up um, being bought out by the drug companies. You know, that was the process, that was the process in part that happened with the supplement industry where you had this, uh, uh, 
activity by the FDA that coerced and cajoled a lot of small makers out of the marketplace tended with economic factors to lead to a concentration in the market. And then the drug companies began taking over various supplement companies or large uh, enterprises with uh, financial interests tied to the drug industry began mass manufacturing supplements, taking over the supply chain overseas and so on. Uh, and so I think something similar to that is likely to happen. I think there will be concentration in the market. There'll be at, at regulatory efforts to stratify the market, identifying certain people as bad actors, and they'll create standards to do that. They'll be enforced by the Fed. So they won't take the whole market out. They'll take out parts of the market. They'll create an economic environment in which concentration is probable. And then the big guys will come and the pharmaceutical industry will buy up the big guys and take over the whole supply chain marketing. That, yeah. That is a pattern that we've seen time and time again, that you're, you're predicting may occur as well. I don't know if there's any distinct differences in terms of, uh, the way it's happened via the 10th amendment, kind of the nullification at the state level. I don't know what precedent there has been in, you know, the dietary supplement field. There's been innovation that they've tried to squash and often they've been successful. We've talked about the the cases against ephedra and what happened there, despite its validity as a, as a natural substance uh, and not a drug, uh, and, and how they exaggerated uh, you know, the claims of injury and even death. And so uh, in this case, I see there's some unique things that I don't know that the FDA will fully succeed, much less if Big Pharma will buy in and buy everybody up. It's just been so decentralized by this concept of innovation at the state level. But I recognize the economics at play could, again, consolidate once to the big players only. Yeah, they, can't, they can't handle the uh, enormous number of players. And so you end up, this This actually takes us all the way back to the regulation of radio, believe it or not. I mean, I documented that in my first book, Freedom Technology and the First Amendment, the methods that were used to consolidate radio, the federal regulatory methods. And so what you had is in the first instance, they use a emergency kind of argument where they say, in, in the case of radio, they said that there was a cacophonous collision of voices on the airwaves, make it impossible for people to have reliable service all over the country. What they didn't tell you was that for years and years, the Secretary of Commerce, who was Ho Herbert Hoover, oh. before radio regulation, he would hold voluntary uh, conferences in which anybody having an interference problem could come, and then the government would serve as a arbiter uh, and would help the sides reach accommodations to change their operating parameters to eliminate the interference. And this was voluntarily done with hundreds of radio stations uh, across the country, and they had a voluntary environment of compliance that resulted in no public uh, or very little public complaint about interference. But then uh, Secretary of Commerce Herbert Hoover wanted to regulate radio, and why did he want it? Believe it or not, he wanted to because he objected to the jazz music that his son was listening to. He thought it was low, we called it lowbrow music. Mm -hmm. And he did. He thought that there should be no way that the government allows that kind of trash to reach uh, our, our youth or they'll be corrupted and destroyed by jazz. So he then advocated ra radio regulation. He couldn't pull it off because there was no real crisis or problem. And Congress kept throwing them you know, out, out of uh, their presence because they said, look, no, there's, we have no public clamor for any kind of government takeover of radio. So then 
he he was the Secretary of Commerce. They were in charge of these conferences. He stopped holding the conferences and he began granting any application for a new radio license, regardless of the interference effects. And so he engineered a crisis. Yeah, a crisis. Yeah. And then based on that crisis, we have national regulation where we have the airwaves described as a public resource and we don't have a property rights model in broadcasting. We should have from the start had a property rights model. We don't have it and we have federal regulation of it. In like manner, that's how the FDA operates here and will likely operate here. And that's how it has done, uh, you know, through the years. Uh, it has used its authority to protect big interests at the expense of the little guy. So, Jonathan, Robert, I got a, a really, I got a question for you. <clears throat> How does the FDA survive their rollout of the EUAs, since this is so such a topic at this point, um, which required that there be no alternative treatment, right? You can't have EUAs with any effective treatment like for this. Because there would be no emergency. Correct. So they got this emergency youth authorization, which they turned into vaccine mandates, so not vaccines, and they redefined vaccines. I mean, the fraud, fraud, fraud from top to bottom of this, starting all the way back, and this has been going on for decades. This is not some fluke. It didn't just appear. Every one of these organisms over the last decades are patented. SARS-CoV-1 was patented. MERS was patented. Ebola, Zika chikungunya, I mean, everything, SARS-CoV-2, and in the, in the background, we know it to be Certificate of Vaccination Identification, 19AI, and for them to, again, force these jabs, right, which is what it came down to when Biden, whoever this is, assumed uh, the selection process that <clears throat> we've lived with for the last two years, first thing he said was he's going to mandate, mandate, mandate. He's no one to mandate anything, but that didn't preclude him or this rogue agency from doing the same thing. Yeah, this what, is... It, 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 with there still awesome. being all these alternative treatments, hydroxychloroquine, I'd heard of. Ivermectin, I'd never even heard of. Most people hadn't. And now the whole world knows ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. So I'll leave that with you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is the greatest betrayal of the American people in our history. We have 1 million people who died. A good number of those people died unnecessarily. They died because of suppression of uh, treatments and physician, independent physician professional judgment. Uh, you have the government with this massive overlay in favor of the drug industry where they're compelling people uh, to be vaccinated as a condition of employment and variously in the military and in the healthcare profession and so on. And, they, and, and Biden was attempting to make everybody who was in a business that employed a hundred or more people to be forcibly vaccinated or tested weekly. That uh, an enormous violation of civil liberties, very much unconstitutional, unconstitutional in addition because he usurped legislative power to do it. And you have an agency that really is playing patsy for the drug industry and really bending over backwards to ensure that they get their wishes on this. And, uh, and it's been a fraud, like, like Seth mentioned, I mean, it's absolute fraud. The government first told us that if you were vaccinated, you didn't have to worry about getting infected with COVID. And that was not true. So actually it's not a vaccine. 
if you get in fact if you take a vaccine and get infected with the same disease how can that possibly be a vaccine and then in addition they said you won't carry it if you're vaccinated so you can't transmit it and the reality was that people who are vaccinated do carry and transmit the disease again begging the question is this really a vaccination under the definition of a vaccine and then uh Furthermore, we have lie after lie about masking. You have first Fauci saying no mask is necessary when he thought he needed to deflect attention from the Wuhan lab and his role in it. Then he shifts after that uh, was ventilated and he had his excuse, which was that it had natural origins, which itself was a lie. And he starts telling people to mask, even though he knows there's no scientific evidence sufficient to support a national mandate for masking. There's no proof that it's effective against a nanoparticle. And so he, he, he becomes insistent on one mask, oh no, two masks, oh no, three. And then we have his ad- adamant insistence on shutting down the education establishment so kids can no longer go to school, uh, creating huge problems, mental health problems, uh, educational deficit problems. And, and you have really, a draconian restriction on children, despite no evidence in the scientific community that children are at high risk of the disease. Even if infected, they have mild disease. They ordinarily have difficulty transmitting it. The schools that were open in 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 the nor you know in Norway were not uh, uh, rife with infection and disease. And so we destroyed the livelihoods, the the future prospects for children. Uh, by having, in California's case, over a year of deprivation of in, in-person education. They still are keeping kids in, uh, in, in a closeted environment with virtual education. And New Jersey is uh, attempting to put mask mandates back on. In fact, I think somewhere in New Jersey they have. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting how this, of course, became politicized. I think fundamentally, philosophically, those who want more control over the people will utilize any method they can and uh, the leftists that really want total control really adopted the COVID agenda. And there were certainly many people, uh, supposedly on the conservative right, that didn't see through this. And I think are responsible for a lot of this disaster, too, because they didn't stand on principle, like we talked about opening the show today, uh, because the domination of the thought of most people has been entrained in you know, generations now to believe that the pharmaceutical slash medical industry knows all and, and is never wrong, despite obviously there is no human endeavor that gets it right all of the time. But to elevate and exalt one to a monopoly status is established, as I said, uh, the fertile ground for totalitarian takeover via the fear, what people are afraid of most. You know, and this is, we've entered now my 24th year of broadcasting uh, here, and Jonathan, you've been with, with me for a lot of it. Uh, and a big, you know, big uh, part of what we try to do here is is educate people beyond the fear of things that they should not be genuinely frightened of when they know how to work. For instance, as Seth was indicating, substances, whether they be drugs or natural substances that can facilitate actual recovery or enhance immunity, all the things that were attacked and diminished and or censored. You know, another story here is the U.S. government is now caught red handed demanding that Twitter would uh, suspend 250,000 Twitter accounts, including journalists. Uh, you know, and then this is coming from, usually, at least historically, we are the champions of free speech. That used to be considered the political left. And they have become the, the wholesale arbiters and en- enthusiastic supporters and leaders for censorship. 
You're censored on Twitter? I've been there for two years. Here. Two years. See if we can see that. Two yeah. and a half years. So, uh, as I said, we, we see who has principle and how they, what we might perceive as an abandonment of principle, perhaps some of these folks never had it, that they jumped on this so quickly to make a stronger case for government centralized planning and control of the entire planet, much less the people of America. What? Well, when they're out of power, when they're out of power, they have a fulsome defense of individual rights so that they can communicate their criticisms of government. Then when they're in power, they suddenly have this, uh, do this volt face where they suddenly think that censorship is justifiable, is moral, is ethical, is required because the dissenting voices outside of the government, they cannot tolerate. They're hypocrites. And the reality is that neither one of these perceptions that if you're out of power, you have a right to communicate your criticisms uh, so long as they're consistent with your political ideology. They don't allow those that are opposing them to communicate if they can afford, afford it, avoid it. But when it, they get into government, they, they, they end up, as the evidence now overwhelmingly shows that the Biden administration did, they, they, uh, commis- you know, they, they reach a, an accommodation with big tech whereby big tech censors for them, as Twitter did, the Twitter files reveal, those dissenting voices in science and in politics so that you end up ridding the marketplace of ideas. And we know that this must be going on with Google and with all of the major platforms because it was universal. They were taking people, anyone who would criticize the vaccine, they were eliminated from cyberspace. Any, any, anybody who would uh, dare criticize the administration's position on uh, mandatory vaccination, the merits of vaccination, insistence on mask wearing, anybody, they were all characterized as kooks. They were eliminated from the debate. And what, 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 what is the consequence of that? When you dumb down the marketplace of ideas on scientific information, you retard the evolution of science. You disable the functioning of the market so the people who need the answers that others have found cannot receive information about it. Look, they started off with a recognition, the, the government did, that uh, a strong immune system would make you less vulnerable to COVID. But then as soon as parties that sell substances that enhance immune system function uh, communicate that to the public, they censored them. And the reason was they didn't want any competition to the vaccine. They didn't want any competition. When it came to the early treatments and the evidence of the effectiveness of early treatments and doctors taking up early treatments as a part of the armamentarium to save lives during the COVID crisis, they censored that information and then they went after the doctors. So there's no question but that this was a authoritarian nightmare. We can never, ever again allow the government of the United States to take away people's civil liberties. They're doing it right now, and we've got to bring it to an end. We have to clean house at the FBI. We have to clean house in the medical boards of the states. We've got to take these government censors out of the picture because they have violated your constitutional rights. And they have no justification for the exercise of power. Having violated your rights once, they'll surely do it again, given the opportunity. So we need people in government who respect the Constitution, the limits on power, and who appreciate that you may not use government power to take away an American citizen's civil rights. And that if you don't like what they say, that's proof positive that 
freedom is working in America. That's a good Amen. thing. Criticism and debate ought to be celebrated at the university, at the in, in the grade schools, in the high schools, and in our society in general. That used to be called the First Amendment protection of freedom of speech and press. And it has been traduced severely. I think we've undergone the greatest period of censorship during the COVID era that we've had since 1798 and the Alien Sedition Acts. Uh, this is this is not acceptable in a free country. You don't have freedom. You can't say you're a free people if what you say is only that which the government allows you to say. But they've been setting the stage for decades to do this. Decades and decades. Uh, George Orwell prophesied all this, and even he would be shocked at where it's gone and how it's going. So it all has to end. The whole thing has to come down. I think JFK Jr.'s words were, he'll bring the whole government down if he has to. And I think that's where we're actually watching the implosion happen as we speak. I think it's all happening all around us. That's why the question is, the FDA has no relevance anymore. How do they continue to exist? Only by our acquiescence. I don't use anything FDA approved. I could care less <laughs> about the FDA. My daughter's 10. She's never had a vaccine because I don't I mean, buy into the CDC. It's I, love, I love humanity. It's proof positive of the utter failure of bureaucracy in, in attempting to run markets. I mean, you've got... FDA has insinuated itself into every aspect of therapeutic care to the extent that, you know, here we ask ourselves over and over and again, how can we expend so much money on health care and yet be so far down the ladder, the listing of countries with on issues of longevity and overall health? How can that be? Well, the answer is that government regulation has destroyed the benefit of those dollars. They aren't freely being expended by individuals to pursue their own self-interest in an environment where there is free exchange of information. If that were the case, people would very well be able to pursue their own best interests. And remarkably, they'd find that it costs a lot less than they're paying for today because the solutions being offered to you in the mm -hmm. form of pharmaceutical products at hundreds and hundreds of dollars of cost a unit uh, oftentimes have based on lifestyle and dietary choices, dietary supplementation, and other substances in the environment that have antiviral uh, and antibacterial, you know, bacterial effects. Yeah. But Part they're denied. On they don't have that information at the point of sale. People don't know about it. Yeah, Jonathan, part of what I'm lecturing on, I love to do this, and you know, is to teach people how they can circumvent the perceived need which I perceive not to be needed based on, you know, the way Seth was mentioning raising his daughter, the way I raised my children to not have to resort to drugs and recognizing there's a place in the market for them, an appropriate place when things are needed. But in a monopoly system, we have lost innovation, even though it is innovated despite all of the government tyranny in stifled. FDA, right? Stifled. It stifled it. So stifled. you want to say something, Seth? <clears throat> I really wanted to say Rockefeller medicine. That's all we can lay this at the, at the, the feet of Rockefeller medicine. The Rockefeller Foundation, the Rockefeller family, 19, the Flexner, 19, 10, report. The Flexner report. No. This was all everything we are currently living again was set in motion decades ago. I mean, we're turning we're turning physicians. Indeed, they're already turned into largely pill pushers who Completely. are bureaucrats. They're afraid to deviate in their care to provide individualized treatment. They try to provide a one size fits all approach based on a diagnosis of a specific disease. 
and they're not providing the kind of individualized treatment that would give superior outcomes. Why is that? That's because the Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services establishes what is essentially for the whole nation, all insurance coverage, what is medically reasonable and necessary. And if a doctor deviates from the standard treatment <laughs> in an individual case, that doctor is either accused by Medicare, they're audited, and they're either accused by Medicare of underutilization or overutilization of Medicare services. If you don't give the drug that Medicare expects for the disease that has been diagnosed, that's considered underutilization of Medicare services, and that's considered fraud, and the doctor is prosecuted. If the doctor gives more of a particular medication than falls within the range that is accepted as ordinary, typical, and medically reasonable and necessary, the doctor is accused of overutilization. So in other words, doctors aren't free to care for patients according to their specific uh, uh, symptoms. Instead, they're forced to categorize them as having a typical condition. So with something like COVID, where you've got a myriad of bizarre and unusual symptoms never seen before in combination by doctors, and you have conditions that vary from person to person, and you have conditions that vary based on comorbidities, et cetera, you need the maximum flexibility of a healthcare practitioner to accommodate that disease with unique customized care. Instead of allowing that, which would have ensured greater patient outcomes, we have a national system, proof positive of the utter failure of a government takeover, a national system insisting on vaccination to the exclusion of treatments that worked and to the exclusion of the individual characteristics of patients that made them more vulnerable to adverse effects from the vaccine, even with the vaccine having the highest profile of adverse effects of any vaccine in, in America yeah. by far. Yeah. For something that had a, a, that has a survival ratio, a survival rate, rate. rate of ninety nine point nine eight percent, I believe this yeah. is the number, the, the universal number. Let's call it ninety nine point nine. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, but it shows you yeah. how we are vulnerable when we have. When we are made to fear. We're programmed, we're programmed yeah. to be vulnerable, and you just tapped right into it, the fear. Mm -hmm. So the fear led to torture, yeah. right? Fear. But if fear which is, which is no which is the catalyst for the torture we then begat mm -hmm. with distancing, with no schools, mm -hmm. with wearing masks. These are all horrible, horrible things. I, I walked into uh, yeah. my doctor's office, a friend of mine is a doctor, in the middle of this shutting down the schools and and masking in Florida, Jonathan and Robert. And I said, uh, John, I need an exemption, a mask exemption for my daughter. He said, for what? I said, she's having a hard time breathing. She's getting sick. He said, well, I've got to write something. So he got his prescription pad out and he wrote on for me. He said, uh, he said so what's she suffering? I said, he said, how are we going to justify this? I said, hypoxia. She's got chronic headaches from lack of oxygen to the brain. She's developmental. This is not normal. So he wrote it up for me. I went home and I printed this little tiny paper on an eight and a half by 11 in my office at home. I walked into the school, I put it up on the window, and I said, my daughter's never wearing a mask again. Mm -hmm. But again, you have no rights unless you exercise them. That's right. what people need to know. And and this fear that got the torture. If I'm not wrong, if I'm not torture is a crime against humanity, which is really what, where I wanted to go with this. This entire thing amounts to the, the greatest series of crimes against humanity, I believe, ever perpetrated. 
because I think by the time all the chips are, uh, are down and everything's been counted, we're looking at I don't know how many billion uh, injuries and deaths across the planet because this was rolled out in lockstep, which is another Rockefeller thing, across the planet. All of well, my friends, all of our family friends from 35 years ago, guys in Spain, are all jabbed. Lifelong friends. So where does it, where do the chips fall? Yeah. How does this play out? That's yeah. a great question. We're still we're still witnessing the the fallout of this. Consequences of this are going to be with us for generations. Mm-hmm. We're going to see adverse effects. We're going to watch now as people get older, who have been oh, yeah. suffering from the adverse effects of spike proteins that have been somewhat masked by their youth. We're going to see what happens to their organs as they get older. The tragedy is this is a worldwide experiment using humans as guinea pigs. And the experiment is not going well. So what what we're witnessing is this mindless political insistence on booster after booster after booster. I mean, some 5% or less of the American population is going in for this. Everybody's onto it. Look, they lied to us about natural immunity. 80% of Americans have already had COVID. They've acquired a fulsome natural immunity in most instances. And at least no matter what it is, it's largely better than what immunity short term they could get from the best case scenario with the vaccines. And so you end up with this population that realizes, hey, I'm not sick. I'm not getting sick. I'm not going to go in for more of these vaccines. I didn't feel well after the last vaccine. I've had all read all this publicity about adverse uh, effects of the vaccine. I'm not doing that. I'm not an idiot. I'm not just going to keep getting jabbed. So they've got about 5% compliance in the population to their wishes, and that's going to drop even further. And the truth is now that the censorship is waning and they can't maintain the political force to keep censorship in place, the truth is coming out. We saw that with all of the revelation of the uh, withheld uh, study information showing adverse effects. People were shocked to see all that information come out. And now they're continuously being shocked as they receive more information people popping up now on Twitter for the first time with freedom given to them by Musk, and they're starting the communication all over again. At the end of the day, the truth is going to come out. We're going to see that little Lord Fauci is the greatest betrayer of our country and our history. This is a man who worked with our arch enemy, supplying that enemy, even though he was fully cognizant of the fact that it was engaged in a bioweapons program under the PLA. Each of these uh, institutes of virology are directly under the PLA in China. Everything they do is in support of a weapons system program. In this case, their biological weapons program. So fully cognizant of that relationship, Fauci worked to defy executive orders to get money in the to, to the tune of tens of millions of dollars, ultimately over $100 million to that Wuhan lab for the purpose of what? Inventing a virus. In before uh, uh, 2020, actually all the way back, I think to t- 2007, Fauci was being asked why the federal government was funding gain of function research. And he ultimately explained in one interview 
that the risks of the re of a pandemic were worth taking in order to develop scientific knowledge. Uh, this is a person who is sick, who really thought of himself with a God complex that he could engineer this whole thing from Washington, giving our enemy the, the cell line from AMRID to develop gain-of-function research, being intimately involved in that gain-of-function research, funneling money through EcoHealth and through uh, Dr. Barrick at the University of North Carolina to help aid the Chinese in development of the gain-of-function research. Then, even though he's fully aware that they were developing a virus, he then lies prolifically under oath oh, yeah. in Congress saying that he wasn't involved with the gain-of-function and furthermore, that the, the virus has natural origins. They know it doesn't have natural origins. There's no proof whatsoever of natural origins for the virus. There's every reason to believe that it was created in the lab. That's the only logical explanation. And those who study the virus seriously uh, come away with the same conclusion. This is not a natural phenomena. It had to have been man-made. And right. furthermore, we financed the, the, the process yeah. by it's which the Chinese made it. Chimeric. And, and then it became yeah. a bioweapon when, after it had been released, I believe by accident, into the Chinese population, realizing that it would spread and finding evidence that it had, they shut down their own internal borders, province to province, so the Wuhan people could not travel internally, but they left open international flights from yeah. Wuhan to the rest of the world, knowing but that they were transmitting a deadly virus to the world. That yeah. was an act of international terror. It was an act by the Chinese. Yeah. <clears throat> we look back, we look back now and see, I believe with clarity each and every day, that even, well, the initial wave was for the most vulnerable. And after that, the actual weapon or bioweapon was and is the injectable version. This mRNA is becoming more and more obvious as it's harming people uh, either very quickly or now we're seeing them months, sometimes and now the, years later. The hearing that has gone on in order yeah. to, you know, when you have uh, key figures, and this will ultimately all come out, who were understanding and involved in the gain of function, also involved in developing the, vi the, the uh, vaccine and taking something that they knew, the mRNA technology that they knew and, and rejected as carcinogenic, and dangerous to humans and making that the platform. I mean, this whole thing stinks from day one. This is a yeah. massive betrayal of the American people and the, of the people of the world by a handful yeah. Yeah. of folks who thought they knew better than everyone else what was in the world's best interest. That's why I want to see you in the United States Senate in two Amen. years. Yes, can't and, wait and to see you as Senator. Here, everybody, if you're just new to the Robert Scott Bell Show, you don't know about Jonathan E. Moore. Good Lord, this is a guy. He's got an exploratory committee to run in the United States, for the United States Senate in the state of Virginia, uh, the Commonwealth, and represent them and uh, represent the Constitution, quite honestly, and defeat Tim Kaine two years hence. And um, there's some upcoming events. Super Don, do you have an events tab on that website? E. Mord 4 VA, E. Mord 4 FORVA. Here are the events. Uh, there are fundraisers. The next one looks like uh, end of the month in Scottsdale, Arizona. It looks like January 30th. And yeah, then, I think that uh, moved to March the 6th, but it's not reported on there. Okay, so March the 6th, maybe. In, in, and then March the 7th, if you can get there fast enough, it looks like the villages exactly. in Florida, north of where I am. February the 7th in the villages. February, February the 7th in the villages, okay. And uh, yeah. we've got other events in Palm Beach, Florida, uh, Glendale, yeah. California. 
Look at that, February eighteenth. Yeah. So everybody support Jonathan's efforts. If he if he raises enough in this exploratory cycle, he will declare. And if he declares and runs, he will win. And and we'll be a better. We'll all be better off for it. And and this is not saying. And Jonathan Dodd complex, he knows he's very well aware. We've discussed this on and off the air of what he could accomplish there compared to what he's done in his great career as an attorney, beating back the oligarchy, FDA, FTC, et cetera. But as long as you're breathing, Jonathan, I know you're doing everything within your power to make sure we can restore constitutional governance to this land. You have our vote. Well, thank you so much. And I, I really have to tell you that, uh, I, I just, like everybody else, I'm fed up. I mean, I really, I've never seen a more radical transformation towards socialism uh, in our country's history. I mean, I, I'm very aware of our history. I'm aware of the rise of socialism during the New Deal and uh, the, the origins of socialism in the antebellum South in America and its progression through the administrative state. Uh, I'm well aware of that. I came into the Reagan administration um, Federal Communications Commission, and even there I saw in 1985 stalwart socialists inside the bureaucracy who were intent on using civil, the civil service as a means to pursue their own agenda, regardless of what the law required, and regardless of what the administration yeah. wanted. And that they've only got worse. Well, they've sacrificed their posterity, right? And we talk about what's coming. And that's why we're motivated. Seth's motivated. I am. We have kids. We want them to have kids and healthy kids living in a healthy, freedom-loving land. And it's not going to happen by sitting down and wishing it. It is all about the future generation of Americans. We are witnessing the sacrifice of that generation by Marxists. We're witnessing people in the educational establishment who are fulfilling a Marxist agenda to make these kids so insecure about who they are, so uh, uh, hateful towards others, towards their parents, towards their country, and to make them ripe for a socialist revolution. This is really what's going on in this country. And to think that it's not, and to put your head in the sand, is really an invitation to disaster. What I'm pleased about is what Seth mentioned earlier on, which is, I think people are awakening to the reality. I think they are so fed up that they're coalescing around people who will make a difference. And I believe that we're going to see in the, in the next several election cycles, changes that make for a great future for America. I think we are not in a state of decline like the Democrats are telling us that it's an inevitable state of decline. I think the only thing that it ultimately will be in decline is big government and, and control over your lives. Freedom is a constant. Nobody in the world wants to be unfree. No one wants to be a slave. Everybody wants to be free. When you're in a condition of slavery, you think all the time about how you are going to find a way to be free. In our, in our situation, we have the benefit of freedom for over 270 years. We understand what it means. People feel it. They are proud of it. Even those who criticize it and say they hate it, in the end, want their own freedom, even if they're going to take everybody else's away. They well, don't know their own freedom sacrifice. And the, and the yeah, upshot of that is, as they bring us down more towards servitude, taking away our free markets, taking away our freedom of choice, 
and depriving us of our individual liberties to freedom of speech and press, we are rebel- rebelling. And the, yeah, that rebellion reminding us. Yeah. Uh, and it's in going to be to in not- favor of what we knew, the Constitution and the limits on government right. power. Jonathan, in order to not take for granted that which uh, was left to us, we must lose it or be th- under threat, lose it in order for this wake up to happen. That's why I think this is happening not to us, but for us to awaken the next generation. And for those of us who are still here and have been here for a while to help that along. Jonathan Emore, God bless you for sticking around. We got bonus time with you today, my friend. Thank you for spending the time on Sacred Fire of Liberty today. And thanks, Seth, for being here. Sovereign Sovereign Silver, Argentine 23, Sovereign Copper. Best to all the Quintos. God bless you. And Robert, uh, have a safe flight home, my friend. Yes, my brother. We got some more to do. Thank you, Jonathan E. Mord. I'll make sure I feed you properly. Go, you yeah, we're going to eat organic wealth. Somewhere we're going to find it. We're going to take a top-of-the-hour education break, and we're going to be joined by, I don't know which order, but uh, Jamie Dorley and Joe Messino are good friends from Nutritional Frontiers, big supporters of the Robert Scott Bell Show, and this message of Health, Freedom, and Healing Liberty, live from the Warner's great event, Warner Wellness Health and Freedom Summit and Expo, Orlando 2023. And uh, you guys got four days, including today, to join us at the Hyatt on International Drive in Orlando. Come on down and see us. Remember, the power to heal is yours. All right, we're back, and as you can see, we're going to be joined momentarily by my good pal, Joe Messino from Nutritional Frontiers. And Super Don, I've been trying to message you behind the scenes, and I understand why I wasn't able to see you in the first hour. Um, I got the link. It's a guest link and not my link that I need yeah, to log it's, in it's, with. Yeah, it's, it's, it's my show. It's not, it's not your show. It's my show. Dude, you don't want You're to You're a guest control. on my show. That's what's happening here. It's a power <laughs> struggle. The power struggle is real here on the Robert All Scott right, Bell so Show. All right, so hold on here. So do you want to... Yeah. You want to go out and then come back in? Yeah, I want you to give me the link, uh, and right, I'll go out and come back in, and I'm going to let on. you make some an- I, I I took the liberty of yeah. running to the bathroom during the break, so I apologize. I didn't see your message. No, it's okay. I figured it was a power struggle or that. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I want to come back in with the normal uh, inter- interface with you. But great hour with uh, Jonathan E. Moore. It was great to have my buddy Seth Quinto on board as well. And we're here in Orlando, and uh, I see visually what you're trying to do, but just get me that link, and I'll log out, log in. And then if you're prepared to make some announcements, I know there are a few announcements you wanted to make, and it'll only take me a moment to, to with Joe, if you don't mind. Announcements, huh? Yeah, I know you'll have something. You always find some some kind of announcement. All right, so I'll be right back, y'all. <laughs> take on. I'll be back with Joe Messino from Nutritional Frontiers in just a second. Okay. All right, so I suppose people might want to see me, but I, I'm kind of fixated on what's going on here with the uh, the election or the the lack of, I guess, of uh, of McCarthy for Speaker of the House. I think it's kind of funny at this point. It's become comical. Uh, I don't know about you, but you know, at one point, I, I mean, I didn't honestly, I I didn't even really know much about McCarthy. And so it was, it was just, I was thinking this was just, you know, part of the formality of the process. And, oh, we got to get the guy, the dude that's going to be the guy holding the, the, you know, the gavel and yay, he's a Republican, hurrah. Um, 
but over time here, because people, they, they keep shutting this guy out. I, uh, I'm learning more and more about this guy and I don't like him. No, he did not win. Ula. Uh, he's, he does not have the vote. We are now on the ninth vote and he does not have the vote still. And they're, they're saying, you can see on the screen there, they're saying it's possible. There may be a 10th vote today. And my, you know, my question is at what point is this a stupid thing that's going on here? At, w- at what point, at what point is it just ridiculous? It's like a clown show that's going on in the U.S. House of Representatives at this point, and they're trying to elect the head clown. You know? I mean, here we are, ninth vote. He still doesn't have the votes, and they're talking about doing a tenth vote today. So, anyway, that was my announcement. The other announcement it. is today is the last day. Can you hear me, Robert? Yes. Okay. Today is the last day um, that you can get the Crave Kicker at 15% off with the code RSB15. So if you've been riding the fence and wondering, I don't know if I want to do that or not, uh, take advantage of that because that special runs out today. Okay. Um, So there's an announcement for you as well. Excellent. And and the other uh, announcement is that Robert Scott Bell has figured out how to use his computer. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Hey. Dude, you know, cut me some slack here when I'm on a remote like this, and uh, I'm having a great time, and I don't know why initially it logged in that way, but I thought, as far as I could tell, it was a great hour with Jonathan E. Mord and Seth locally, but I wanted to have more control because I'm a control freak. (laughs) I know, and I could could see it on your face. You look like you were kind of getting, kind of like, you know, hey, hold on a second, let me get a word in edgewise. He was on a roll today. Yeah. Yeah, he was indeed. But it, look, it's worthwhile. Uh, that message that Jonathan brings is so very important and so aligned with what we do here. And and I know my pal Joe Messino is aligned with freedom. Uh, he's a, as, as freedom of a guy as I've ever met in the dietary supplement industry and more and uh, with our friends at Nutritional Frontiers doing great work. And I was so excited when I learned they were going to be down here with us. And look, I've got some awesome stuff here. In fact, my favorite uh, transdermal CBD cream, which I utilize, I, and, and Jamie Dorley says, you need a warm hug. This is it. Also, we got the uh, CBD drops, and uh, these are the gummies that are RSB approved, and I'm going to open one and take one right now on the air and uh, show you how amazing they are, and these are phenomenal. Ah, in my mouth it goes. Thank you. And I'm now chilling out even more, and I need that considering... I don't know if you saw, and I talked with Jonathan Emord last hour, Joe, about this, that the FDA thinks it's going to squash CBD and regulate it out of existence. Oh, God. Here we think, go again. I don't think they're going to do it. But Here we go. Again. We're going to try. Well, we also have the DMG, which also I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Joe, thank you for being here. And uh, thank you all for, for um, supporting this message and also uh, backing it up with great products that are validated scientifically and uh, so innovative. And I know that you love doing what you do mm. with your, with your pal, Jamie, and all the years, years you've been I together. Do. It's, it, yeah. we, it shows. <laughs> we do. We love what we do because we're making a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, we're making a difference in the world. We're making a difference on so many different levels. And, you know, one of the things that, that just, you know, we're in a, in a conference like this because the, the thing that sets nutritional frontiers aside, I think from anything else, is education. Mm-hmm. The way we spearhead and really 
bring education to the forefront. And that's not, it's education for the physicians. It's education for their clients and patients. It's education for the consumers, everybody, because you need to be informed. We need to be well informed. I mean, informed consent has been your mantra, right? So, you know, you need to be informed when it comes to what you're putting in your body, what you're putting in your mouth. Everything starts there. And, you know, we know. And I think I let you steal this quote from me. Which one? Man does not live by food alone. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I, that's, that's a Joeism. He doesn't, we don't live by food alone anymore, guys. You must supplement your diet. There's just no question about it. Yeah. And so when it comes to that, what you put in your mouth with food is strict you are with the food you eat. You know, we still have to supplement. Correct. Right? Because you can eat as clean as possible, as organic as possible, but yet the, sto- the soil is still depleted of its nutrient content. Yeah. That's so very important to understand. And I do recall so many years ago when we were told if our doctors even mentioned nutrition, they would just say, eat three square meals a day. Do you remember that? Yeah. I'm like, what? Three, three square meals a day and you'll get everything you need and more. But the reality yeah. is when you, when you analyze the soils as we do and, and we report on that, you're like, dude, you couldn't eat enough. And if you did, you would become obese. That wouldn't be healthy because right. you're starved for the nutrition that's not in the food, even of good quality, which is better. We yes. acknowledge. I acknowledge. Yes. And, you know, that's funny you bring that up because, you know, it used to be years ago when you would see those commercials about those poor kids, mm-hmm. you know, who were starving with the distended bellies. You know, that was the picture of nutrient depletion and starvation. But it's not that anymore. Now it's overweight kids, obese kids that are completely overweight who are malnourished. Yeah. You know, starting. I love this conference because it has a pediatric component to it. And I think that's one of the areas where we need to make the biggest bang moving forward is with our kids, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Super Don, I want to bring you into the mix real quick. And I know, I apologize, you want to stay behind, but you have a, a, a poster. Not a, is it, is it a, the New Year, New You thing I'm seeing on your screen? There it is. Yeah. Um, this is, a, you know, the New Year, New You concept. It, it, a lot of people do focus on detoxification in right. the first part of the new year. It's an everyday thing for me. I don't ignore it anytime, but I acknowledge the the thematic elements of the new calendar year. People are like, okay, now what do I do to clean my my life up, start over? Uh, and you have a number of products there, and I think there are go- there's a 15% deal yeah. on a lot of your detox products this month. Yes, there is. And, and that, of course, will be on top of the RSB 15. Nice. Right? You so, yeah, you, you, you're the only one in the country that gets the double dip. I like that. <laughs> I feel so special. <laughs> you now. are special. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're doing this, like, you know, the new year, new you. You know, I'm, I'm of the belief that you should detoxify on a regular basis all year round. Mm-hmm. And we'll change the oil in their car. Forget about the oil in their body. <laughs> yeah. Right? So do that new year. So let's, it's a new year. It's the beginning of a new quarter. Let's start now. Let's get that body cleansed. Let's get it started from a point where you can grow nutritionally, right? But you got it somewhere. And the best place to start is get rid of the old. Mm -hmm. Let's get some toxins cleaned out of the body so that we can then bring in some really quality. Remove the interference. Yes. And, and, you know, oftentimes it's our mind that's interfering with us. (laughs) You know, our (laughs) patterns, our habits, and our thoughts and our beliefs. And when you recognize what Joe says, it's like, all right, can we cleanse? Can we help the body remove that which is designed by God to remove? And, and let's be honest, a lot of the stuff in the body was never made by God, but by man. Yes. And that's compounded problems that would, well, rarely if ever be seen in terms yeah. of even cancer, which has become so commonplace that they have wards of hospitals dedicated to children's cancer. And 
since the war on cancer Nixon declared in the 70s, it's not gotten better. Let's be honest. You, you guys, there's more cancer at all ages. So what must we do? We must remove the offending elements, those elements that by our metabolic design we can remove, but we're deficient in certain minerals as well. And so there's a, a you know, the, the proverbial chicken and the egg, but it's sort of like we can't ignore one or the other. We all have to do everything. But if we start somewhere, at least let's start by cleansing. Even if you're not eating as well as I would like you to eat, don't say, well, I'll wait to detox right. until I eat as clean as Robert. No, no don't wait. No, don't wait. <laughs> Every bit you help your body to cleanse, even if mm. you're not doing the perfect thing, you're going to be better off for it. Yes, absolutely. And that, and that, you know, that reminds me of, you know, the big question you get a lot of times with supplementation is, mm-hmm. when should I take it? I don't care. Just take it. <laughs> Just get it in you. Just get it in you. And then the other big one, is Robert, is mm-hmm. when someone will say, oh, what's the expiration date on that? Oh, it's only nine months. It's a month supply. <laughs> you don't need to take it in nine months. You need to take it this month. Okay. So, yeah, that's one of the things that, you know, people still look at it on a consumer basis, I think, as something that's just additional. Yes. You don't yes. really need it. We need it now more than ever. And, you know, you got our good friend Judy here this week. Yeah. She was on yesterday. It was of Tracy. Uh, she was heading down you the had highway. Both. Yeah, oh she, boy. She was heading down the turnpike and I saw palm trees whizzing by her. I'm like, you're in Florida. This is great. I'm going to see you. So I haven't seen her yet, but yeah, we're, we'll be excited to have her on. Yeah. Too. And, and, you know, with her and Tracy, they, you know, they've come together to put together some amazing protocols. Yeah. Right. And at the heart of that protocol, whether you've gotten the, oh, yeah. the infection or the injection. Yeah. The inner DMG. Right? Th- this is so critical. And I've learned from, from Judy primarily and also Tracy about this and, Look, I am obviously an open advocate, not hiding uh, uh, when it comes to organic non-GMO foods. Right. But there is so much glyphosate, so much that is disrupting the integrity of the tight junctions of the gut, for instance, poaching, punching holes in them, displacing the, uh, well, this glyphosate, displacing the glycine, if you will, as well, that this DMG, as I understand it, is one of the most profound products to help you protect you in the case of things you can't expose to all of the time. Absolute missing link in the methylation chain, folks. This is the nutrient has five U.S. patents. Now, that is so uncommon for a natural nutrient to even have one. Mm -hmm. But it has five U.S. patents on inflammation, on all sorts of things in the body. But, you know, what is hampering us more now than ever? Mm -hmm. So this is a natural anti-inflammatory. It's powerful. And the reason, and three years ago, you know, Robert, when this whole in, this whole infection thing started, yeah, um, I said to people, "There's two things that you must do, and that is make sure your your D3 levels are up and get DMG in your body. Why? Because one of the things it does more than any other nutrient out there is it increases the body's ability to utilize oxygen. Mm-hmm. And then, what were we doing three years ago? We were covering our faces and depriving ourselves of oxygen." Yeah. This you need more than ever, and th- and it's it's at this the is, heart of it. This is uh, this is too big to swallow. This is chewable, isn't it's it? Chewable, yeah. That's enter DMG chewable. How would you recommend people take it? I know there are varying things that if you know you're going to be exposed, like people that are eating a lot of beans and rice and lentils that are not truly organic, they're yes. going to be exposed to the glyphosate molecules. This will help to counteract some of that damage. And I don't say this as an excuse to so you now you can indulge in glyphosate. That's not the point. The point is, though, we need ways to navigate and get beyond the dangers that right. are always present. 
Right. So I just I'm chewing or sucking right now on a, on a kind of like a lozenge. It's a lozenge, and we right. also have it in a liquid form as well. Yeah. So two easy delivery methods, mm -hmm. and these are 500 milligrams each. We recommend that you know you start with at least one or two lozenges a day, mm -hmm. and that will help you tremendously. And then what another thing that we do, Robert, is with all of our really high end formulas, our ones that are really therapeutic, mm -hmm. you know, and condition specific, we add DMG to every one of them, mm -hmm. because here's why. When you put DNG in with other nutrients, it increases the uptake of that nutrient into the cell. Nice. Because of the oxygen utilization factor. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's why it does it better than anything else. And, you know, we have that CoQ10 that can DMG and CoQ10, right? Mm -hmm. And these are the two nutrients you need more than anything else for energy. And then this also gives you the inflammation, mm -hmm. uh, anti-inflammatory factor. It gives you the methylation factor. It just does so many things. It increases. It's an adaptogen. Mm -hmm. So it'll, if you need antibody production, you'll get it. If you need interferon, if you need killer cell activity or macrophage activity, this is what's going to help your body increase it because whatever you need, that's mm -hmm. what an adaptogen means, right? right? It goes to where it's needed. So remember, folks, RSB 15 to get 15% off even on sale items and there's a number of items that are on sale in january 2023 to kick off the new year right to detoxify to help support your pathways of elimination and of course that will reduce inflammation that will also reduce a poor assimilation that means enhanced assimilation of the things you want and need whether it be from your supplements from nutritional frontiers or the food that you eat or other things that we do here on the robert scott bell show so a very exciting and big news here and we'll also have big educational news uh, at the, uh, well, so I think this hour, if, if I don't get it from you, Joe, I'll get it from Jamie because I know we've got some uh, upcoming educational events at Nutritional Frontiers. Yes, we do. I, I think I'll, I'll let him take the, uh, the, the lead on that big one coming okay. up. Okay? okay. The one in Clearwater, Florida. Don't let him forget to talk about that because I know you'll be there. That's going to be yep. a sellout. Oh. And, and I'm thinking plan ahead, folks, as plan soon as ahead. we announce it. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be, well, we'll tell them right now. It's just so in case they don't catch Jamie after, but it's the weekend, the last weekend, March, April. Now it's very special because uh, I think it starts on the, the 30th mm -hmm. of March and then the, it goes through the first and the second of April. And you know what that does? That bookends my birthday, which is Whoa. April 1st. Oh, my gosh. You got the foolish birthday, don't you? <laughs> I've been fooling them all for a long time, Robert. They I may catch it. me soon. but Well, uh, we, we've got upcoming events, funny enough, uh, that it, the event before that, uh, mm -hmm. the 22nd through 25th, our, our friend Tia Severino, she's here at this event. Mm -hmm. She's hosting the Next Steps Conference. And uh, that'll be during my birthday. So we'll have uh -oh. events we get to celebrate out right. and about and, uh, you know, party on like we're meant to. There's the Next Steps Conference, and that's uh, Lakeland's outside of Atlanta, Buford, Georgia. And that's uh, 22nd through 25th of February. Uh, and if, Super Don, you can find the upcoming events on Nutritional Frontiers page, eventually we'll show off yeah. if it's been made public, which I think it may have been now because it yeah. was delayed. Uh, so we'll we'll let you know about that. Oh, there. Is that what I'm looking at? Yeah, there it is. Mind, body, soul, restoration. All right. Yeah, March. Yeah, March 31st, 31st to April 2nd, and it'll be a birthday celebration with our pal, Joe Nacino. <laughs> and, uh, well, it looks like great Clearwater, Florida. Yes. Uh, it'll be a beautiful time to get together. So if you've been thinking about a winter retreat, late winter, early spring retreat, depending on where you are, uh, and an educational opportunity and a time to rub elbows with folks like Joe, like Jamie, like others that will be there educating and 
having downtime to just get to know one another. That doesn't often happen in these educational, you know, it's in, it's out. Yeah. It's like, I learned a lot, but, oh, I would love to have some social And that's time. why we wanted this one to be a weekend event because we wanted it to, you know, we want people to get out, do some yoga, do some outdoor activities. We're going to have all kinds of activities that are not in the classroom. We'll have those too, yeah. but a little bit of both to really balance it off. So it's going to be an amazing weekend. All right. So I'm thrilled about the inner DMG, y'all. Uh, this is another layer, a level of protection and recovery, uh, whether it's the new year or any year at this point until we clean up what's, what's being sprayed on our planet and our food. And even if you eat organic like I do, there is just no way to completely eliminate exposure. I acknowledge that. I recognize that. That doesn't mean that you give up. That's not what I'm saying. Every little increment that you enhance in choices that you make will be paid back a thousandfold benefit to you. And if you strategically make good, intelligent choices about the supplements that you use in conjunction with those efforts, you will only accelerate that recovery. You desire to be well. You want to have, see your kids and grandkids and their kids and be ants like my mom at 88. I mean, these are the things we're talking about here. What are your goals here? These are the things like NRDMG that can help you achieve them. And we get the discount RSB 15. You sure do. Awesome. DMG, dimethylglycine. I mean, it's been around since the early 60s. I mean, it's been around a long time. It just, and first, Robert, it, it was actually thought to be a member of the B vitamin family. They called it B15. So, you know, we included it in all our B vitamin complexes because of that. But, you know, the Judy and Dr. Tracy, who you mentioned earlier, put together this protocol. They call it alphabet soup protocol. Mm -hmm. But it's whether or not, you know, whether you've had an infection or whether you had an injection, mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Here's the core. DMG, CBD, okay, mm -hmm. NAC, and acetylcysteine, which we know how they're trying to go after that yeah, right now, that yeah. right? And SPMs, which we've talked about before on the show, special yeah. pro-resolving mediators for inflammation that is systemic. Mm -hmm. So these are the things that's at the core, and DMG is at the core of it. When Judy found out about DMG, she just exploded with yeah. it. She did a whole presentation on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really scientific, but just so you need to, all you need to know is if you have an inflammation problem, if you have a methylation problem, you can't get rid of toxins. And if you've been depriving yourself of oxygen in any way, shape or form over the last three years, this is what you need. Yeah. Beautiful. Joe Messino, my brother. It's always fun to get together with you. Absolutely. I still am so grateful. My last trip, which was a quick trip <laughs> to Pittsburgh on the ground, less than 24 hours, a lot less. And you came in, uh, you, you joined me at that event with our friends at what Health Hut was, I think. There. Yes. Yes. And we met a lot of cool people. Some of them were already practitioner yeah. customers of, of uh, Nutritional Frontiers. And then you once again took me to the airport, got me out safely. Uh, I appreciate that very First much. First time every time. The only thing I I regret is that I didn't get you to stay long get enough. Your purple haze, my purple haze smoothie <laughs> back at the Weiner Wellness Clinic, and or yep. a, a homemade dinner because I see what they what they cook up at the uh, at the Messino household. The whole family gets together. Cooking with amazing. Papa, Don't, yeah, yep. Full, yeah. Shameless plug: Cooking yeah. with Papa on YouTube. Check it out. Yeah, dude, it looks amazing. One and of these days, we'll get you over for dinner. I know it. We're gonna make that happen. I know it's gonna be great too so i thank you joe for a uh, joint and always. i know i like when you're remote when i'm doing for my studio it's you and and often uh jamie on yes. together but i just brought two headsets so we're going uh <laughs> you know tag team yeah. in this one so yeah. we'll get jamie on next. all right let's get him on yeah thanks man all right that's joe messino and of course my friends at nutritional frontiers we're going to go get jamie wherever he's hiding and bring him on momentarily as well just a few other announcements in the interim uh i want to talk to uh 
to you about coming to some other events we haven't mentioned. And one is a virtual event. Our friends at the Health Freedom Expo, Trinity School of Natural Health host TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. The virtual expo is coming up the 18th and 19th of February. And that's right before the next steps. And that's an online event and a Whova app event. And so you can watch uh, from the comfort of your own home. You can access all of the lectures and presentations and including new ones that are going to be brought out at this event. Health, TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. Of course, the new classes are starting out at TrinitySchool.org. But there you see Jonathan E. Mortar cranked it up. Paul Bertier, my buddy. And there's so many other great people. Brian Jones. Uh, who is uh, the, the farmer I got the soil from. We got a question of the day about soil. I'll talk about that too coming up as well. So that's really going to be an amazing event. I hope that you'll take advantage of that for, I don't know, it's ridiculously inexpensive and you'll get three months of full access to the entire program. And then there'll be other events as well. Again, a shout out too to our friends at Cardio Miracle. Uh, and of course, Judy is a bit, Judy Mikevitz is a big fan of Cardio Miracle as well. And uh, shout out to my friend Babry from Folium PX. F-O-L-I-U-M-P-X dot com. And that's helping my mom tremendously so that we saw she's dancing again. She is dancing again. And uh, that's a miracle. And I thank uh, Babri and Folium PX. So check that out. RSB 10 to get a 10% discount. F-O-L-I-U-M-P-X dot com. Let me see where we are here. I can flatten this out until we get Jamie back in the mix. And there we are. I think this is it. Oh, you found it. Yeah. Show that uh, image of the Folium product because there's a... A three-pronged uh, method uh, with folium, and it's F-O-L-I-U-M-P-X dot com. It's a Chernobyl-level antioxidant, and it's just so sensational that it's been able to bring energy and sleep back for my mom to get stronger. And she's going to celebrate her 89th birthday on January 29th of this year, 2023. God bless her, love her, and appreciate her. And hopefully we'll all be, yes, reunioning at the Atlanta area event uh, with Tia Severino. And uh, maybe there'll be a little dance party there, too. I don't know. Could be a lot of cool stuff. And it's another kind of resort situation where you are in a facility where you can just chill out and relax. You know, it's far enough from the city. You know, you feel like or, you know, like we're talking about with the one on the beach in Clearwater with Nutritional Frontiers. You really have a special opportunity to, to not only engage the mind and learn things, but to truly relax. Let it let it soak over you and through you and and you come out so, so much stronger and healthier on the other side of that. All right, Super D, did I see that you posted another uh, image from YouTube or live on C-SPAN of the vote? In, in like nine votes in, and McCarthy still didn't get the nod for the Republican Speaker of the House. Is that? Am I right on seeing that? Uh, that is correct. The uh, let me see what the the final vote here. It's it's over with. Um, yeah. And as you might suspect, let me see here. They're done for the day. He got, he got a whopping 200 votes. So he's not really improved at all, hardly at all. Uh, 212 for Jeffries, which would, which would be every Democrat. Right. And so what you had is you had, uh, let's see, 21 rogue <laughs> Republicans not wanting to go with the yeah. status quo. That voted for uh, two other people, and then one person just voted present. So it's deadlock. I, honestly, I mean, I it's, this it is, is a good just, thing. This is a good thing, and and I'm glad Jonathan saw it that way. I had no idea because maybe he had insight. I didn't, but I agree with him. This is an important yeah. phase in a transformation of some kind that uh, you don't back down because it's inconvenient or because you're called names or you're called you know whatever. 
this is a, this is a big step to say, you know what, we're not going to do business as usual. And I don't know how far it goes from here. I just do it, but I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at some point though, and I was saying this when you were when you were uh, logging back in. At what point yeah. does this become stupid? You know, I mean, yeah. it's like okay, so you, you've tried ten, almost. Well, I guess it'll be ten times. They're saying there might be another vote here in a few minutes. Uh, at what point do you go? Well, you know what they they apparently don't like me. Uh, I'm going to step aside here because what's most important here is progress. Uh, and I'm just going to get out of the way because it's obvious I'm not going to win. Yeah. At what point does this guy's ego, who, and you know, yeah. look, I, I, it's, I was saying, I really don't know a whole lot about the guy. I've learned more about him uh, over the last couple of days than I ever knew about him, and simply because that this is going on. But I, I can tell you, just by his actions, the fact that he's continuing to run, continuing, 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 mm-hmm. uh, I don't look at that as, wow, he's not giving up. He's fighting until the end. Yeah. No, this is a guy whose ego is is bigger than anything else in the world. It's like, what is he doing? I don't understand it. I think McCarthy could use a little bit of detoxification. He wants this job too bad. He yeah, wants to, so. for him, I think it's, he just wants to be I the guy holding fighting. the gavel. Yeah, nine, nine votes and he still hasn't won. It's like, <laughs> dude, back down and let somebody else come in that y'all can, can, can uh, align yeah. with. Um, we've got is it about you or is it about the party or is it about progress? Is it about conservatism? You know, in anyway, that's in just imploding. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. they need to stand on principle and say, you know what? We just got to go a different direction. Uh, we have Joe Messino back. We can't find Jamie Dorley. What the heck? <laughs> Somebody grab. Are you sure that's not, are you sure that's not Jamie Dorley in disguise? Yeah. <laughs> Did he go to Clearwater beach a little early? What happened? No, there? I don't think so. No, somebody well, grabbed him. You know, he's an important guy. Well, if I don't get him on today, I'll have to get him on tomorrow, yeah, but yeah. I, I definitely want to see him. And, uh, uh, Joe brought over another one of the products that's on special this month, uh, called pro lean greens, cleanse, detoxify, rejuvenate. Uh, you can use the RSB 15 code to get an additional 15% off. Cause they're running a 15 off special in January. Yeah, Good Lord. So Take advantage of this. It's huge. That is huge. Now, what is it about the proline uh, greens that, you know, uh, gets that concept? Because when we think of greens, we, a lot of people think, well, that's a superfood, it's super nutrition. Yet the focus of proline greens in addition to that is really to facilitate a cleanse. Yes. It's not just a, hey, it's a superfood. Right. Yeah. It's it's so much more than just a superfood because a, a, a component of it is the spirulina and the cracked cell chlorella. Mm-hmm. So there's your superfoods right there. But it's got all kinds of greens in it. It's got all kinds of antioxidants in it. It's got probiotics and prebiotics in it. Okay, a lot of now, you know, people are the big buzz is prebiotics. Well, they're in here. And there's probiotics in a greens. This is a greens drink, folks, that is, it's got so much more in it. Then the, the big kicker is the uh, patented research trademarked ingredient, emothian. This is a bioavailable form of glutathione. Mm. Now, there's been so much going on about glutathione. That's the body's master antioxidant, right? It's very hard to absorb oil uh, orally. Okay, so right. there's been some liposomals. There's been different delivery methods. Mm. There, they taste terrible. But this delivery method, this emothian, it's a patented research form of glutathione. And it will help your body produce more glutathione. And they've shown that over the last three years, the people that got the sickest are the ones that had the lowest levels of glutathione in their body. Master antioxidant. Now, this, as you said, when people think of greens, when I think of greens, Mm -hmm. I think of uh, 
garlic and oil and sauteing them, you know, and making my manesta. Making me hungry again. I, oh, wait till I make it a manesta. This oh is that's gosh. a greens stew. Yeah. An Italian greens stew. It's right up your alley. Oh, I'm coming to Pittsburgh okay. again. Let's but go. you know, you not everybody's gonna get their greens, and especially all year round, right? One of the things I've done with this drink mix is, you know, I've a lot of times if I'm just cooking something for myself and I have maybe a grass-fed protein, mm -hmm. you know, and something, and I don't have enough greens, I use this as my beverage and my greens and my meal. Nice. It's perfect. Yeah, so I can hear you. <laughs> here it comes. So you can have your grass-fed steak like I would and your yeah. greens right here. That's Sweet. what we do. All right, let me, uh, let me get them in here now. The guy that was lost in space, Jamie Dorley, we were... We were caught. He was being shaken down. All right. Let's get him in here. Let's find out what's been going on. My brother, Joe, has been doing a great job communicating in your absence. And we thought we had you. And he showed up and like, you don't look like Jamie. But now you do look like Jamie. That's Welcome. What, that's what I'm going to look like in a couple of years from now. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> he described so, to be big and little at the same time. All yes, right. absolutely. So thanks so much for having me on. You got it. It's a pleasure to be live next to you. That's awesome. The one and only Robert Scott Bell. and. It was interesting. We're here at the Health Freedom Expo, mm -hmm. right? The Functional Medicine Expo. And yeah. um, I was just talking with Melissa. And I says, you know, you called me, cold called me, and got me to sign up for the event. I didn't even know the connection until a couple of weeks later. So yeah. thanks for this incredible group. We have, of course, um, Melissa and the team here. Yeah. Uh, so many great people in functional medicine, nutrition, wellness, and you know, you can just feel the energy starting to build. Yeah, it is. It's an interesting thing because not it, it, look, the Warners have a lot of. I mean, you know, we use this word chutzpah because they have a track, a nurses track, an <laughs> autism track, a functional medicine track, a chiropractic track, <laughs> and then the public event. I'm like, ah, that's overwhelming to consider all of that, and and that's the you know thing we're doing here in Orlando the next four days. So if you are listening live on the fifth uh, of of uh, January, 2020. You still got the sixth, seventh to join us. Well, it's funny. I asked. I said, "Oh, it starts on Thursday." Is it over Friday? She yeah. says, "No, Sunday." <laughs> I said, <laughs> four days." Yeah. Then I looked at the speaker lineup. I said, "This is a who's who." Yeah. And pioneers in functional medicine, mm -hmm. right? The people that have the courage, like you do, and, and Super Don on your team, and we do at Nutritional Frontiers. Yes. People that are not afraid to, you know, replace um, fear with faith. Yeah. Right. And I think exactly. that's the exciting part for me is, that, you know, you feel the right people here, the energy's there. Um, you know, people mm -hmm. are saying the same message, especially in light of what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the tragedy that happened this week with football. Yeah. Set it home because I came downstairs. I was packing up for my trip. Mm -hmm. You can only imagine the family couldn't wait for me to go away after a couple of weeks of holidays. Yeah. But my young daughter who was 16, was really upset. And I said, what's going on? And she says, look on the TV. You know, the kid on the Bills. The Bills he, yeah. He's from uh, Pitt, University he, of Pitt. Uh, okay. And he went to high school at Central Catholic, Dan Marino's former alma mater. It's a big football and a great school, Catholic school. And my daughter goes to Seton LaSalle, so she knew of him. Mm -hmm. So it really hits home what's going on. And then that, of course, led me to do some more research. And then my phone's been blowing up today from everyone from Dr. Bob Rakowski in Texas to friends in Pittsburgh asking, what do we do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where do we go from here? So I know Joe was talking about the greens, of course, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and uh, the big one, too, is that Dr. Judy and Dr. Tracy promote is the SPMs. Mm -hmm. If you yeah. go on 
PubMed, which we all agree is a very, right? You can find a lot of peer-reviewed literature right there. And yep. uh, what's the search? And if you search um, SPM and the C word, COVID, mm-hmm. you'll find over 1,500 published articles on the benefits of SPMs, which we have seen. You know, if somebody got the jab or got COVID or whatever yes. the situation is, because what they found with SPMs is called specializing pro-resolving mediators. There are super high concentrations derived from fish oil. And what they found is that um, this goes back to Harvard and my mentor, Dr. Bland, Jeff Bland, the mm-hmm. father of functional medicine. And what they did, Robert, was that they injected rats with a lethal dose of a toxin and some survived. I wanted to like, know why. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Yes. You know, and some people like maybe like a Keith Richards would have these high <laughs> levels in their body. He's still right? alive. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's told them he's dead yet. Right. Yeah. So some people, you know, have great genetics and handle anything, but they're finding the PMs are at high concentration. Very simple explanation is they actually um, eat up the inflammatory process. They cool that down and then they accelerate healing. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing for pain, inflammation, immune, whatever it may be. Yeah. So a lot of great exciting research in light of what's going on. Word you always say is hope. Yeah. We want to have complete restoration of hope. Well, we, yeah, that's the thing that the hopelessness that has been instituted by, uh, I would say nefarious schemes and nefarious people, if we can call it that, uh, they like hopelessness because in despair, uh, people give up. They're not willing to fight for themselves, much less anybody else that needs help. And, uh, that's not what you're all about. That's not what we're all about. And, you know, the thing, and if you haven't noticed this about Jamie and the nutritional frontiers gang, Faith is part of this. It's not something you say, oh, we'll put that over there. No, it's into everything we are, what we do. And that reason I appreciate so much, Jamie, you and your team, that you integrate all of that and we come together. This is not about excluding people. It's about bringing them in, welcoming them. And we've been to these education events. I participated in them and they're amazing. And we're going to announce again where the big retreat is happening and when again in a moment. Uh, But I want to again acknowledge that hope fullness you're filled with hope why because you know that you're there's ways to care for yourself there's ways to care for others and that's man that's an exciting i have hope i feel i can help i can be helped and how does that change your perspective on life when you feel that yeah it was interesting we had an interview with a a new um guy that's going to join our team next week for uh, graphic and marketing and he I said, do you have any questions? He had been through a series of interviews, got Mm -hmm. to me. And he says, the last question was, you say faith-based, what does that mean? I said, well, that's a question. I said, number one, I said, faith is something with inside of you. I said, you know, when we're all fighting for our last breath here before we go home, you know, you're going to pray to somebody. I said, you might as well start now. Yeah. And I said, you know, I've tried everything on external. It doesn't work. But when you actually put it inside and, you know, Tracy was a, a key part of Dr. Mm-hmm. Tracy's drop and helping me realize that there is another way. Yeah. And then when you do that, you become like-minded people, right? You become surrounded with them like mm-hmm. you and all the great people I've met with. And, you know, I used to sit back and look at people that were promoting faith. Mm-hmm. You know, can this really be real? It's fake sometimes, right? But when you actually feel it and live it and it's within you, yeah. It's a whole new way of living. Yeah, and interacting with people of faith. And and, and I always talk about the respect you have truly uh, for all of God's creation in those moments. And those moments are all the time. 
that we have uniquenesses, we have distinctions and differences, we have strengths, we have weaknesses, but that's by design. That's not a mistake. No. And it makes life most amazing, most wonderful, rather than trying, and I had Jonathan Emord on in the first hour, we were talking about how there are certain entities trying to lowest common denominator, everybody into this massive and it's like where of creation and the unique individuality of each of us and what we bring to the table or what we work hard to achieve. And that's again, diminishing life itself. And, and that's not what, you know, we're not about that. That's why it's so much fun to cover these subjects together and to bring the power to heal back where it belongs. And by the way, Tracy was on yesterday. It was like a last minute thing. She's like, Oh, you just thought of me. You must've been desperate. I'm like, no, Tracy, I always <laughs> want you on, but our buddy Kevin has me booked out for months and it was a perfect time. And then we even had Judy Mikovic. She was in the car and I saw palm trees racing oh. down behind. I'm like, she's in Florida. We're going to see, we're going to see Judy Mikovic. They were talking again about the, and educational tools to give people an option to move forward in hope and grounded reality to we can, we know what's happening with the COVID and the COVID jabs. We know what is being impacted and knowing that it isn't the same as detoxifying from a vaccine oh, prior. No. But we can look at modulating functions, regenerating tissue, doing all of the things that we've discussed already. And they were so good. And they put together a program we were able to promote yesterday on that. Oh, I love Dr. Judy. And, you know, of course, Dr. Tracy, you know, um, we have such a unique relationship. and I love her to death. And, you know, what we really focused on the last years with, with them on the team and our form is, you know what? We've been running for the cure forever. We're not catching anything. I don't donate to those things because I don't know where the money's going. I will donate directly to a person or really running for the cause, right? <laughs> right. And we found there's really four, four main causes you can trace to any condition we have, right? So number one, of course, is going to be stress. Are we stressed today, Robert? No, because I, I just took some of the <laughs> okay. CBD drops. Give me some. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm good now. But yes, there's elements of stress in everyday life. It's yeah. a it's a normal part of life. And, and you know, I'd I, I just say, how can we take stress and make it something positive rather than being degenerative? Yeah, it's a great point, right? So I think you got to look at stress as what it is, right? It's designed, you know, they always say you can't make diamonds without pressure, right? It's designed by God to make us grow. Yeah. But the overloading of stress and lack of solutions and daily rituals to manage it is really the trouble. So one thing I recommend to all your people, which I'm sure they do already, eliminate what they call news, which I call BS, right? <laughs> exactly. So there is no news anymore. You know, educate yourself. Um, take time to go outside and do deep breathing. Do your prayers. Do your meditation. But we focus on managing stress. In fact, we're going to have practice what we preach, the wellness weekend. Let's do this. For healthcare professionals mm -hmm. coming up right around the corner. All right. All right. Super down. Quick show this and we'll take a break. I know we're yeah. up against the clock here. Uh, this is an announcement officially. I know Joe said it, but I wasn't going to be sure until Jamie really came with it. It's been reprogrammed, re redesigned, and reissued. It is March 31st, April 1st, and April 2nd. Clearwater, Florida on the beach. It's a retreat. It's mind, body, and spirit restoration. There's going to be education happening. There's going to be downtime happening, therapeutic abilities to get, interact with one another, and things that don't often happen at these education events. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, we're going to have the beach party on Friday. We're going to do a, an opening introduction with the team, do some book signing with Dr. Judy and Dr. Tracy, you know, share some clinical pearls and in an intro. Nice. Get everyone kind of 
you know, getting to know each other a little bit. Then we're going to hit the beach party Friday night. Okay. Saturday morning, we're going to do some yoga on the beach with our yogis, Kara <laughs> and Dr. Brazilia. This should be fun. Uh-huh. You know, then we're going to have Dr. Bob Rakowski. He just spoke for the uh, World International Strength Conference. He did a presentation a few months ago. I got chills. Yeah. On the uh, fact of the inflammatory response to the, the arteries. Okay. With performance and cardiovascular. Right. And talking about the athletes and other things. Yeah. So stand by. We're going to come back. Bonus round. Uh, Jamie's going to stick around for a few more minutes here. Uh, God bless you, my brother. Thank you for being here, supporting us oh, yeah. and being here to support this event and the events coming up that I want you all to consider being at. It's a life transformation every time we get together. Thank you, everybody. God bless you. The power to heal is yours. Right. Bonus round that commences now. Super Don, um, any uh, uh, updates, uh, announcements as we're in the bonus round here in Orlando, Florida? Are you the 10th vote has just out? begun. Whoa, whoa, is Super Don, I thought he was by the pool. He's not here. I know. I can't ever get him out. You know, I try. When do I, when do I have time to be by the pool? <laughs> He's still in the same room. Yeah. No. Sorry. Sorry to suffer at home while I travel on these trips. Well, if it's any consolation, I'm looking outside, but I'm not outside. Not, well, that's what I said. Yeah. At least we have a window. Uh, yeah. events, I have yes, a window in front of me. I, I can I can look outside and see the outside once in a while. Yeah. Just amazing what's happening. So you said there was a 10th vote and they still haven't. 10th vote is, yeah, yes, is now, now underway. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. I, I like, again, the principled <laughs> stance. That, it's like watching a train wreck. You know, you just, it's just like, ah, why am I watching this? I can't help it. They don't want to see a new reality. Transformation is happening, y'all. It's happening. It's a good thing. So anyway. Good news. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but you know, you were talking about uh, DeMar, uh, uh, his situation. They had a press conference this morning for those of you who didn't see it. And um, he, Hamlin. Yeah. And uh, apparently he is awake and he's communicating. He's not able wow. to speak, apparently. He's able to write. And one of the first things he asked was, who won the game? Oh, my God. So that, yeah. <laughs> football athlete, high right? level, is like, I'm more concerned about he the game. He has no idea. The whole country's been watching over him, right? Yeah. Right. right. Everything. So and he's doing know, way it, better than a lot of people thought he would. Yeah. And it's not mm-hmm. to be able to speak after that, because I think he was interviewing oh, on yeah. his own. So that, that will really... Yeah. It's harsh on the vocal cords, the throat, and everything. Oh, a friend of mine was in a bad accident. He was blind for about 10 days. Yeah. You know, from the trauma. Right. And then right. they said it'll come back once you, your body starts yeah. prioritizing. On the air. Almost done. Yeah. But when we uh, talk about this guy, I mean, the, the controversy that we came out with that next day was on both sides of the uh, extremes, if you will. There were people that were, like, outraged, and anybody would ask, well, what was it? vaccine status right then there were others that were saying well we know it's the vaccine it's like neither was absolutely right about it at all and it's like let's wait and see what's happened let's have some compassion and yes we need to know these things and learn from them but uh we tried to say let's take a moment and and just say a prayer for this guy and yeah. maybe this is an event that will help us all yeah the, the the one bright spot i still love our country right i still believe in our country mm-hmm. um i think the powers that be want to divide it right because oh, sure, they yeah not focused on that but you know in these times of tragedy you see a glimpse of people coming together right for a minute they pray for the guy they send a message out you know they tweet or you know put some on social media because i think most people are are good-hearted deep down they've been misled so 
sometimes there's a blessing that it does bring. You're right. The knee-jerk reaction was one extreme to the other. Mm-hmm. And there was no even discussion or, you know, hey, let's look at there, there, yeah. there's a pattern of events going on here. Yeah. That soccer players, well, I'm in bodybuilding, right? Fitness, football. I mean, it, it's kind of where um, it's becoming almost acceptable. They, my friend of mine who's in a coach for high school up in New York, he says they've created a name for it. I don't know if you heard this, SADS. Sudden adult, adult death syndrome. Can you believe yeah. it? Yeah, we covered that, and it's. Just, I was like, I thought yeah. he was joking. I but said, it, you know, now it's acceptable on it. Yeah. The other thing, the other name is ABV, anything but vaccines. Oh, okay. yeah. And and the point is, the extreme response is is that everything's caused by the vaccine, or nothing's caused by it. It's the reality is somewhere in in the middle. Yeah, and we were talking about stress before being caused. Another big cause is toxicity. Yes. Right. People don't realize. When we grew up, you know, even 20 years ago or so, you know, you can work out and eat good and you're pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. It's not enough anymore, no. right? Tracy says it's not enough because the amount of toxicity exposed to and Dr. Judy shared us at our last event in Pittsburgh was that these glyphosates, they actually attach to the cell mm-hmm. and become a vacuum and suck more toxins in, yeah. creating a disruption in the biochemistry at the cellular level. Exactly. And then you look at the ramifications. Oh, I have this. I have that. So the stress, the toxicity, not even including all the food and medications and emotional. And you get into, all right, nutritional been going on for years. June 19, 2002, JAMA, who if we're having a nutrition party, would probably be the last one to show up, says, Oh, we're going to change our position from eat right to eat right and take a multi. That was 20 years ago. At least they said that. Like, they knew it because for chronic conditions. So then you factor in the last thing, which is genetics. People say, oh, well, you can't change your genetics. It's my genetics. Well, genetics, they've really found, you know, Dr. Bland, who's my mentor. Yes. He talks about this whole thing with genetic determinism being a fallacy. Yeah. He says it's the biggest myth in healthcare and medicine's history. Because just because you have a gene, it has to be turned on in the environment. I always give a simple explanation for people. If, you know, your brother or sister would go outside in the sun in Florida, their skin would change. Yours wouldn't because you're inside. Did your genes change? No, no, the environment. The environment changed. And you know what occurs to me right now as you're speaking about this, Jamie? The mRNA jab is epigenetic. It's an external yes. impact. Yeah. It changes the environment and causes gene expression to shift. Now, it's a very directed, but the point is, even that is not genetic determinism. They're epigenetically altering gene expression. Now, they're doing it aggressively and I think very dangerously and irresponsibly, but way we would argue is live a healthier lifestyle, eat better food, find joy in life, dance, sing, exercise, all the things that cause laugh. epigenetic shift. Right. Laugh a lot, exactly. And so uh, this idea of genetic determinism bland was spot on all those years ago. Still yeah, is. and he says, yeah. look, he goes, it's probably about 10 to 12%. He goes, I'll give them up to 30%. He goes, but you still have 70% influence on your body. Mm-hmm. And he says, I remember back in school, of course, he was A+. plus. He says, but 70 is passing. If you can have a 70% minimal impact on your genetics, wouldn't you do it? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So we look at those four underlying causes, toxicity, nutritional deficiencies, stress, and tox- and, um, and genetics. And the great thing is now with some of the more cutting-edge ingredients like the 
Amodian, which is a patented glutathione we use in our greens in our in our um, live complete. Yeah. You know, the Amodian is a genetic biohacker, mm-hmm. right? It biohacks your genetics. And Tracy did a whole seminar for four hours on how to do this at this cellular level. So the great thing is now with the new formulations of Nutritional Frontiers and these really interesting, innovative ingredients that we fortify the products with, we can biohack the genes. So we're not going to run for the cure, but we are running very quickly to the cause. Yeah, yeah, and correcting that and uh, seeing that power to heal come back to each and every one of you. Jamie Dorley, God bless you, love you, appreciate your team, and it's great that you got a bunch of them here, and I'm encouraging everybody that's watching this live or listening pretty close to when we had it, the 5th of January, the 6th, 7th, and 8th, we're going to be here at the Hyatt in Orlando on International Drive, not far from SeaWorld uh, and the big convention center, but this hotel is huge itself. Uh, It's amazing how big these places are, but we're going to be hanging out and having a good time. I'm going to be speaking Judy Mikovits is going to be talking. We got an amazing array of speakers. Yeah, we got a book signing at our booth with her. And one last word on the event in uh, Clearwater. Yes, please. March thirty first to April second. It's a nice weekend. We're going to incorporate yoga, uh, beach walks, uh, lectures, roundtables, networking, clinical perils, breaking bread, have a drink. Um, we're going to do some mind, body, spirit meditation going to be a fantastic event and mm-hmm. on saturday april 1st he doesn't even know it yet mm-hmm. but it is the godfather's birthday joe's Joe, birthday yeah april fool's day yeah and we're going to have the um birthday barbecue beach bash nice for joe to celebrate so healthcare professionals staff mm-hmm. um come on down you're all welcome it's at a beautiful hotel the shirt will sell out fast though yes you guys Commit yep. to this right away. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you can, you can contact us at, right at the website. Nutritionalfrontiers.com. There's a number. Uh, you can always, again, the discount code's RSB15 for all that. And they have 15% off a lot of great products to start the new year. You'll get to double dip because you're part of the Robert Scott Bell Show family. Thanks to Jamie Dorley and crew. Double dip the chip, huh? Do, you, do they still get annoyed with you because you do that? Or are you okay well, now? They, they're, they're, li- they're living with it now. Yeah, I'm staying out of the office. I've been told um, I need to be out. Yeah, with people like Robert and you know all our great clients and you know out there spreading the word. So that's yeah. what we're doing. So let's get together, Clearwater Beach, uh, April. Uh, I'm sorry, April third. No, May thirty first, first April first, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, check in Friday afternoon. We got a nice rate at the hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna really. If you get there. We're gonna provide all the food and fun for we're you. Gonna talk some freedom too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we got Dr. Judy coming, you, Dr. Tracy, going to talk about the issues that are out there right now, medical freedoms. Yeah. You know, what do you do instead of the jab? How do you recover? You know, we're going to hit on all the uh, topics. And we're also going to, you know, take a little time to breathe and and regroup because the healthcare is such giving people like yourself. We got to make sure we give back so we can help more people. You're so right. And so, so, so grateful for you, my friend. And uh, I'm chilling. Have you guys got your gummies? <laughs> the, the great Nutritional Frontier CBD drops. Uh, RSB approved, as they all are here. Uh, so remember, RSB 15 discount code. All right, Jamie, we'll be hanging out. We'll get to do some oh, stuff this weekend. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate all the support, and God bless. All right. That's Jamie Dorley from Nutritional Frontiers as we wrap up here. Another fine broadcast. You've got, oh, thank you very much. You got me into here. And uh, it's always a, a great pleasure to connect and, and, and celebrate life and uh, find that there's reason to be joyful. 
and hopeful, as we talked about. Uh, all right. So um, what do we do to wrap up today? Now, tomorrow I will announce we are doing an early broadcast of the Robert Scott Bell Show. And this will be happening. Thank you. This will be happening uh, from, uh, let's see, 1230 to 230 Eastern time. Thank Oh, my good brother. Look at this. I got the what I call the, uh, the topical hug, transdermal hug. This is the CBD full-spectrum hemp extract transdermal. It's amazing. Um, but we'll be uh, going live early because I'm going to be lecturing at 3 o'clock when I normally go live uh, Eastern time. And uh, so we'll be doing that early, and then we'll be rebroadcasting at the normal time. Is that right, Super Don? Do I have that right? Uh, 12.30 Eastern, so that'll be 9.30 a.m. Pacific time. Yeah. And so that'll be live. Once once we go live, if, if you are not able to be here for the live broadcast, you can pick up the replay on Rumble. Um, it'll it'll be up there automatically, and so you'll. you'll but we'll, won't you rebroadcast it through restream as well? Is that because it makes sense plan, that they right. expect it. No, I would I would like for you to do that. Rebroadcast it at the normal time. Is it possible? Well, let's see. If you're done at at night, if nine thirty, so it'd be ten thirty, eleven thirty. That'd give me thirty minutes. Yes, I I could. Yes, theoretically, I could. You could. All right. See, this is me twisting Super Don's arm for all the people that are not hearing this right now. That normally, <laughs> okay. yeah, it'll 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 end up being basically an encore. But yeah, we can we can yes. rebroadcast if you want that. But see, okay. So then, what I want to do because we don't want it to be up on Rumble twice. But you I guess because it, it would be it would be both shows would be on twice. The show would be on twice. On I don't think it matters, and you can always delete one of them. So who cares? Thinking of our regulars, they're they tuning in every day at the time, and then they missed it. They're like, "Oh man!" And I want to hear it because yeah, they're playing it live. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All I right. suppose. Thank you, my brother. All right. All right. Tia Severino here. You want to come and say hi? We're technically over in bonus time, but if you want, real quick, come come sit down here over here, real quick, because I only got one microphone though, so you have to set the stage. All right. So let me get uh, Tia Severino back in here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hello, Tia. Welcome. What are you Hi. doing? Hi. Hello, you doing? everybody in the Robert Scott Bell world out there watching the live stream from the Wellness Parenting Expo here in Orlando, Florida. If you're not here, you're not one of the cool kids. You got three more days to get here. But you can redeem yourself. Mm -hmm. By coming to Next Steps, oh, because we are going to be rocking it with Robert Scott back here. And I want to introduce the audience to Dr. Krishna Donaparty, who is standing, standing behind, right behind me. Us. Yeah. And Dr. Donaparty is one of the diamond sponsors of the Next Steps conference. He's also one of the speakers on the new medicine paradigm. And he is doing some amazing things with phospholipids and just... I don't want to give I don't want to give too much away, but I just want I'm going to hand my microphone over to we'll Dr. A, D, and you can have a quick introduction brief and then introduction, yeah. get you guys set up to do an actual yeah, interview. Yeah. We'd love that. All right, guys, everybody out there, I'm going to introduce you to Dr. Krishna Donaparty. All right, so handing off the microphone, and this is a special. This is a surprise stuff that happens in a bonus round when we're on location and remote. Dr. Donaparte, I'm ready to uh, fly this plane. You are. Right. You're ready. Yes, yeah, so we're taking off you're, here you're now. You're the pilot. I'm the co-pilot. So you're going to be speaking as well uh, at the next steps. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I know. I, this is so exciting, and it's going to be wonderful weather up there in Georgia. Uh, well, we call. Where do you live, by the way? Alpharetta. Alpharetta. So you you know that 
February has been affectionately nicknamed Febu Ugly. It's not always the most pleasant. And I lived 30 years in Atlanta and loved it. And my mom's still there. And we're all going to be together reuniting in Lake Lanier Islands, uh, 22nd through 25th of February. And uh, when we talk new medicine, we talk about typically people that are trained allopathically that are now transitioning a bit to go, you know what? There's a limitation to what I learned in medical school. We got to do better. That's correct. Allopathic medicine has got its benefits, but most of the time it's not going to get you where you want to be. Yeah. So your background in medicine, how long have you been in that field? I've been in family medicine since uh, 2002, mm-hmm. but functional medicine since 2008. Okay. Uh, but cell regenerative stuff, the stuff I'm doing now since about 2010. All right. So some uh, new innovations coming about and perhaps because of what we've been through, uh, it, there's an awakening within the medical community to go, we've got to do better. We really we really relied too heavily on certain authorities that weren't truthful, weren't honest, and weren't really helpful in the big scheme of things. That's correct. And, and it's finally t- taking a turn. The tide is turning. Yeah. People are waking up to the right information, and they can talk about it. I mean, I'm glad Elon Musk uh, took over Twitter. Yeah, you got, you're back on Twitter? Or did you ever get banned? I am, I am. Okay, good. Yeah, we got banned for a while. We got back on. and well, uh, You must have been doing the right thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. well, we're still banned on YouTube and Spotify. I uh, haven't found our way back in there, but uh, we, we, we're, we're on Rumble, so now people are watching us live there and later. So uh, how do they find out more about you until we can get you a full interview? Oh, absolutely. The uh, website is functionalmedicineforgeorgia.com. FunctionalMedicineGA.com, and you're in Alpharetta. Correct. One of the traffic capitals of Atlanta. I know it well. And uh, I'm glad to kind of connect with you initially here, and I know we can talk some more. Oh, and sure. we'll, we'll certainly be able to connect more in uh, Atlanta or Buford, Lake Lanier Islands yep. uh, for the Next Steps Conference. Yeah, thank you. Next-steps.info, RSB10 to get a 10% discount on tickets. We want to see you there or in the following three days from this broadcast, which is just about to wrap up on the 5th of January, the 6th, 7th, and 8th. We're still going to be in Orlando. Uh, so great to finally meet you yeah. and looking nice forward to doing you. more. So we'll do another interview, get backstory, what's in, what's involved in the uh, innovations that are happening. Despite the tyranny out there, there are people that are innovating. Freedom will break out everywhere they try to squash it. And that's true even in medicine for the doctors of integrity, like I sense right next to me right now. Thank you, Tia Severino, for connecting us. I appreciate it. All right, so as we wrap up today's broadcast here, nice bonus, exciting. Uh, We got another friend in medicine that we can talk to and about as we move forward here. All right, Super D, what else? Anything on the 10th uh, round at at, uh, the Congress for a Speaker of the House? Um, Actually, yes. Apparently, he still doesn't have a vote. Speaker vote possible, wow. just about wrapping up here. A DNA company. Oh, we need to talk in a moment. Okay. Let me just wrap this up. I'll meet. Yes. All right. Super Don, give me the announcement before we wrap up here. What is going on? <clears throat> 11th vote? 11th vote. Yeah, it's possible today. These They're doing the 10th wow. vote now. He still doesn't have the vote. So Incredible. I'm sure I, I have learn, a feeling they're probably going to adjourn for the day at some point in here until yeah. uh, tomorrow, I guess. So. Any indication anyway, that McCarthy will go, I'm done? No? Of course not. I mean, I don't know. We'll hear, we'll hear something probably overnight. Okay. 
I don't like so, the I am the heir apparent. Stop that. This is not supposed to be that yeah, in America. No. Let's dude dude just needs to go away. Yeah. So anyway, good show All today. Right. Yep. Uh so back tomorrow again will be early. Uh I'm assuming we'll have guests like we did today. Yes, we will. I don't know who yet. And okay. if I find out and right. get committed to it, I'll let you know. So for those of you that want to jump uh, on early tomorrow, 1230 Eastern time, 930 a.m. Pacific time, we'll be live yes. here in the usual spot and places. And uh, you have fun, Robert. I'm sure. What do you got? What do you got going on the rest of the day? Uh, I've still got work. I got to work on my PowerPoint, and finish it up for tomorrow. It's an hour long presentation. And those are you know, a little bit more. Free. Hey, oh, uh, I don't know. Super Don, I wish I knew, and it'll be good. Yeah, come on. Okay. I got a surprise. One more. Dude, we cannot leave the show without oh, this. There's more. No, I know. I know. You're wanting us to, to quit already, but we can't. I'm going to show you why, tell you why, and it's this guy. The guy that with guests that I can't keep up with him. It's Kevin Tuttle. Look Hello. at him. He showed up. I did. All right. I literally just got in. Yeah. How was the flight in? Any delays? Or you did no, okay? the flight was fine. Good, good. Yeah, uh, our friend Susie had a 10-hour delay yesterday oh, from nice. Seattle. But the good news is she arrived, we arrived, so we were able to take her airport with us. So that was nice. Perfect. Um, Have you shown the guests your Starbucks coffee here? Well, this is my Yerba Mate tea, and I've got organic peppermint in it. Let me see if I tilt it without spilling it. So He's no, been, it's Robert it's has organic. been doing this for, for years, years now. I can remember yeah, when we were water together and good. we were... We were at the uh, Autism One, and if there's a Starbucks there, he'll go into Starbucks and just ask for a cup of hot water. Yep. And then he'll walk and around with the Starbucks kind. cup the trying to look cool. Yeah. I didn't know that I was trying to look cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> I go, All right, Kev, what kind of announcements do we have for tomorrow? I'm just trying to have <laughs> no idea what's going on right now, but we'll we'll be sure to make it a good show. We'll have totally put you on the positive. spot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kimberly Overton is here, of course, from Nurse Freedom Network and a whole lot of Judy Mikevitz. I mean, we, we could have so many awesome folks to be on. And uh, chances are we'll actually get recorded for future shows because I know Tuesdays we'll get stuff for that because they they hooked me up. I actually have good Internet here. We've been able to successfully Perfect. do a, a two hour plus broadcast. Good. Yeah. Well, this is like our event here is in Ballroom Y, I believe. And I was dropped off at A. Oh, so my God. You had a hike. I still have my luggage, everything. I'm just trying to rush there to uh, to make Kimberly Overton's speech still. So. Yep. Got to give yeah. you a, a room key, right? Yeah, you got to do okay. that, too. Yeah, I'll consider it. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Super Don, any questions for Kev before we drop uh, the signal here? Nah. Nah. Good. All right. <laughs> Y'all have fun. We'll see you tomorrow early. Scott Bell Show. Remember, 1230, 30 Pacific because, because we can. <laughs> and because I'm lecturing at three when I normally go on the air. So flex with us and super non-reluctant as he is. We'll replay it at the normal time for those of you who can't get up early. Uh -huh. And the power to heal is yours. Thank you. Yay.